Haycast, The Final Frontier. These are the voyages of Hey What You Watching. It's 100 episode mission to explore strange new films and old favorites, to seek out new guests and new friends, and to definitely go where other podcasts have gone before. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Hey, What You Watching, the once-weekly podcast where Marcelo Pico and I discuss the films we've been watching. This is episode 100, the final episode. No clever title this week. And I'm your host, Matt Curione, and with me as usual is... Hey, it's your co-host, Marcelo Pico. How you doing, Matt? Thrilled as always, much like you. Wow, it we've done it. Looks like we've made oh, it. we've done it. We've done it. Looks like we've made it. This is Haycast 100. 100. The final episode. Ugh. Oh, what is... It's actually happening. What a long, strange trip it's been. Yes. Um, Thank you, Jerry. And I'm talking about... <laughs> not Jerry. Jeremy. <laughs> no, that you, you used a Jerry Garcia quote. Oh, so I God, said, thank is, you, Jerry. This is already getting off to a wrong foot. I don't know what you're talking this, about. This is getting off to our usual great foot. Uh, so it sounds like somebody has been watching the Star Trek movies. Uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I have. Clearly. And I started the TV show as well. So uh, it's been fun. Oh, congratulations. Uh, oh, Love the, that first episode. The the original series? Oh, Yeah. Yeah, no, it's it, that, 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 that that first episode is uh, tells you everything you need to know about Star Trek right off the that, bat. It's that series delightful. is good. Yeah, um, it now I'm gonna just arrange my mic a little bit, obviously, because like I'm not Please prepared. Do. I'm not prepared for the hunter show. Obviously, of course you wouldn't be. Of course you, you're not like <laughs> me. You haven't been wringing your hands all week and <clears throat> answering questions about why is it ending, what is happening, what the hell, guy. Well, you know, and, I and me, I, me just kind of going. Ugh. <laughs> I, I was actually trying to figure that out. So, okay, we... My, we, my excuse, I've just been laying it on your feet. I'm like, <laughs> Marcelo's, Marcelo's tired. Uh, he has a very busy, hectic life. Life. He doesn't have time to hang out with one of his friends <laughs> and just, you know, talk. Uh, see, it, um, we, we we did our, our walk through memory lane last episode, kind of, right? For the most part, yeah. For the most part. So, I mean, what, what this... Is and was was you know a, a semi weekly uh, show where me and Matt sometimes with a guest would talk about the movies we've been watching right yeah yeah it's a, it's a spin off of the Talk from Society podcast and yeah it's been fun doing it for the last what like two and a half years two and a half years three years yeah three years going on three years and yeah I actually thought about that today because like there were many. Not many. There are a few uh, uh, people on Twitter who are like, "Why? Why is it ending? Yes. Why? Why now?" And we have some questions that we'll answer uh, a little later in the show. Yeah, um, but to answer that first question, why? Um, I actually do not remember why. <laughs> I think I, I think the stock answer is that you know a hundred just seems like a good number. Yeah, a hundred is a good number, and like like you're saying, Matt, like I've I've gotten pretty busy in my life. I'm about to get a lot busier. It seems like, um, and 
I've had this. I've had all these podcast projects up in the air, trying to finish them all. I mean, we're not even done with Spielberg thirty three thirty three yet. So we got to finish. Know, it's, okay. it's baffling. Yeah, we got to finish that soon. We were and, supposed to be done with that months ago. Oh, but don't worry, listeners. By this point, maybe by the time this comes out, we'll be like close to the end on that. Sure. Um, <laughs> Matt doesn't believe it. Oh, no, I put no stock in what you say. But hey. Um, yeah, it's I. I kind of want to do, especially some- in six months when you you send me a message saying, "Hey, do you want to do a headcast?" And my <laughs> response is, "No, sir. The door is shut on your opportunities. No you ended this, sir. <laughs> I'm I'm the one ending the relationship. You know, it's it's not you, Matt. It's not you, listeners. It's me. Okay? All right, George. I I I have to have the summer of Marcelo. Okay. <laughs> Is that is that is that reference work, Matt? Yes, it does. I like it. Okay, good. It's the summer of Marcelo. Yeah, but I, you know, yeah, because like it, I'm on. It, there's only one of me, and I can only edit so much, and I can only have so many shows, uh, you know, that I that I, have, that I appear on, that I produce, that I edit, and, and all plus, that stuff, it's so. been a hundred. Yeah, no, and like you said, going, going, going back to that number, a hundred feels right. Feels like. Thank a, you for your service. Feels like a good note to end on. And this is going to be a great show to end on. It's, this is for the fans. This is for everybody who's listened to the show. I don't last... care for that. For the fans. <laughs> for the fans. I don't <laughs> care for that, that, whole, that whole thing. I don't like it. This is not for those podcast critics who are going to read this. You, I don't know if you know this, but uh, if you've read anything lately, but fans are awful. <laughs> uh, they are just dreadful, dreadful people. Are, and I are, don't care for them. Are you saying fans of this show are, are terrible? Fans in general. Okay, fans in general. Let's just say that fans. If you're uh, if you're a fan of something, yeah, you're awful. Burn in uh, hell. I own a T-shirt that says "Fandom is cancerous." I don't know if <laughs> yes. you do this. It's bad. Uh, on the final episode of this show, let's just let's just really put just the, eviscerate everyone. Let's just really okay. This is part of the small talk portion. Oh, and uh, yes, that's what we're doing. You don't have to say it. It's fine. <laughs> Hundred episodes, still don't get it. All right, we we do have a guest waiting in the wings. So let's let's. You know, we'll, we'll, we'll kind of, you know, uh, uh, take this small talk and kind of spread it through the whole episode. Yeah. So, uh, let me just bring this up before we move on to my kind the, of podcast. The next segment of the show. Um, so that remake, The Last Jedi thing. Uh, <laughs> it's the worst. <laughs> so precious. One of the worst things I've ever seen on the internet. Um, whoever is running that account should be hospitalized. Be ashamed. I do not know what's going on there. Um, if, yeah. If if you don't know listeners, somebody is like, hey, I'm gonna run this Twitter account and I'm going to I'm going to raise two hundred million dollars <laughs> to, re- <laughs> sure, to, to remake uh The Last Jedi. Because mm-hmm. these man babies just do not like it uh that movie and uh, for whatever reason they're like That's oh, fine. we can do it better. It's fine if you don't like it. We get it. So it's stop, funny. Stop! Stop beating a dead horse. We get you, it that you don't enjoy it. If I you understand. go, if you go to that Twitter account, if you go to that website, you you can donate, but you don't have to pledge the money right away. You can just put oh no, you're wh- pledging, but you're, you don't have pledging. to give the money. Yeah, you don't have to give the money, which it's I find great. I find hilarious because I've already been on there a few times and pledged like ten thousand dollars. <laughs> My hero, and I put like analfishers at gmail dot com. So. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I hope they enjoy cla- that. The classic punk band, Anal Fisher. <laughs> but yes, uh, they're a bunch of shitheads. If, if there's anything mm-hmm. I want to get across for this final episode, it's that. It's so, that. Um, also, someone brought this to my attention, and I had known about it for a while. But uh, 
Back in the early 90s, uh, Shatner hosted Saturday Night Live. Have you seen uh, that sketch? I uh, no. There's a sketch you- of him at a Star Trek convention, and he's taking questions from the audience. And I, th- I believe the quote is, uh, get a life. <laughs> it's, it's, it's just a TV show, for Christ's sake. Yeah. I mean, uh, it- that's what these people need to do. They need to just get, just get a life. Get over it. It's fine. It, it's also, yeah, and it's not like this is like the, the first time this is happening, too. It's funny and that you I mention get it. that. I get it. I get it. You, you don't like a movie. Yeah. Say, say your piece and move on. Move on. That horse is dead. It's dead. It's dead. It's a dead horse. It's been turned into glue. Uh, it's Mr. Ed now. <laughs> unfortunately, that horse passed away many years ago. But it's done. It's over. We're done. It's done. We're good. Stop. S- speaking of that, this show is a dead horse. But hey, let's beat something out of it. That's rude. <laughs> Matt, it's, it's a pleasure as always. Um, Isn't it? <laughs> it is. <laughs> Isn't it, though? Let's go to. I don't. I, <laughs> Let's go to the you, tape. You are you banging on the on the desk right now? What's that wasn't on? me. No, that was a ghost. Okay, okay. Um, so let's go to our guest because. Oh no no! I I always do this. I've done this yeah, so many you're times. The, you're the you're the actual worst. I always jump ahead. No, it's time. But I mean, there was more uh, small talk, but I'll get to that later. It's very exciting just for me and no one else. <laughs> I know. There's there's just so much, because I have stuff to talk about. There's just so much to talk about. We have to spread this across. This I got a ho- cool new follower on Twitter and Instagram, and I'm uh, freaking out. But go yeah, on. Keep hold on to that, because we have a guest waiting. So before we, go to, before we get to the guest, it's time for the first time in what seems like 20 episodes... Yeah. Matt's Riddle Corner. Oh right? boy! Yes. So welcome back to Matt's Riddle Corner, where Matt gives cryptic clues about the films we'll be discussing. Well, we're gonna head on down to Dinosaur Town, and then we're gonna hang out with Mister Rogers. He's such a nice man. And then we're gonna hang out with a roadie as crazy shit happens all over the city. And then we're gonna hang out with with uh, Vin Diesel's other family. And then Joaquin Phoenix is gonna spin by us. He's Professor X. Look at him go. I have, no, I have no idea what the hell that movie's about. Then we're going to hang out with uh, two captains. And then we're going to hang out with something else. I don't know. We're going to skip through that one. Get it? Because, yeah, okay. Anyway, um, and then the other movie we're going to talk about, You're So Fucked, You Don't Even Know It. And then we're going to hang out with John Dillinger. We're going to jack into some type of digital world. And then everything will go bad for everyone. And someone might even lose their head. Amazing. Um, again, I've said this before. Listeners, write your answers down on a postcard. Send it to us. Uh, and if you figure out what Matt just said, you get a prize. So Yes. Yes. I have yeah. too many prizes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Seriously, I still have boxes of movies I need to get rid of, so please. <laughs> what's what's at the top of that box? What's like what's Because uh, like, I know you and... And Carlo have been going through your movies, and was wasn't there one day you're like, nope, we're not keeping this, and he tosses it in the box. It was the alphabet killer? The alphabet killer. <laughs> yep. So you, no, thank so you. You, dear listener, can win a copy of the alphabet killer. I have a, and I also have a uh, deluxe size, well, not deluxe size, just a big shopping bag filled with uh, Blu-rays in my trunk right now, and uh, anyone who breaks into my car is free to those. <laughs> Please take those out before this episode goes out. Yes. Um, okay. Now, Matt, it's time to introduce our first guest. 
of <gasps> of the episode. Matt, will you do the honor of introducing who our first guest is? <clears throat> our first guest is a listener of Haycast, from what I can gather. Uh, it's our buddy, Pablo Hurtado. How are you, sir? Please, I hope I said that correctly. <laughs> yes, you did, actually. You said that was yes. great. Uh, thank you for having me. Hello, I'm doing good. Oh, How are you, you, man? Pablo, for coming on. <laughs> thank you for having me. Yeah. Appreciate it. I know you're a very busy person. Yes, it's been a pretty crazy few weeks, but uh settled down now a little bit, so I get to watch the so movies. Hell yeah, thank you so much for coming on. Uh, we're actually going to jump right into a little segment that we haven't done in feels like a decade. Get to know ya! That's where we get to know our guests and figure out if they're a real human being or some robot sent from the future. Pablo, are you Ooh. ready to get be gotten to known? I'm ready. I'm as ready as I can be, I suppose. 100 episodes, I still haven't gotten that sentence correct. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we should do 100 more. So, yeah, then then this will be a perfect I show. have things in the works. <laughs> you can do 200 I'm, more. 200? Okay, fine. Pablo, you convinced me. Folks, we're going to go Great. for 200 more episodes. <laughs> I have shit in the works. <laughs> uh, I kid. Okay. I have okay, artists no. on call, sir. <laughs> Uh, okay, so let's... I actually forgot... Okay, so w- when I was coming up with the basic structure of this episode, I was like, hey, let's do the, 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 the classic segments. Let's do... Yeah, the good segments. Uh, Matt's Riddle Corner, uh, Get to Know Ya. Yeah. But I, 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 can, I can say, let's do it, but I forgot completely how these go. So, Matt... I'll, pick, I'll kick it off because I am one of those vain assholes that actually listens to his own podcast. <laughs> I listened to two episodes... But you know, you know, it's it's it was like half listening. I was making notes weekly. Okay. Uh, weekly, weekly. I, list, I I I suffer through my own voice. You it's know, horrible. I I edit these when they go out, so that's me listening to it. So the even worse part is sometimes I laugh at my own jokes. <laughs> okay, on that note, let's continue on with this episode. <laughs> that book club reference of mine from a few weeks back is great. That is like the fifth time you've mentioned that to me or on the show. <laughs> I will just think about it and just start giggling. It's it's good. It's good. Good for Candace Bergen doing all that. Again, for people who don't know, that's Matt's own joke that Matt is laughing about. So I'm the worst. Pablo, what's the first movie you ever remember seeing in a theater? The first movie I remember seeing in a theater, it's um, probably... The Mummy with Brendan Fraser. Ooh. Yes. Yes. I seen that at a drive through uh, when I was a kid. So I remember going and uh, having to tune the station so we can get on the right channel. And yep, yep. I think I it was drive ins. Oh, my God. Yeah. So that was, that was pretty good. I still, you know, still enjoy it. Haven't do seen you, it in a long time. Do you still have a drive in near you? Um, yeah, actually, we have one that they do double double features all the time, but I haven't gone, uh, yeah, I haven't been to a drive-in in, you know, 10 years. And where are you from? Sorry, I forgot to ask. Oh, well, uh, I live in for, in uh, Indiana, Fort Wayne, Indiana. Oh, okay, cool. So, basically raised here, so. Nice. Yeah, we have a drive-in about an hour and a half away. Uh, Carlo and I went a few years ago, and it was a lot of fun. We saw X-Men Days of Future Past in, in our car. And we snuck in a little Caesar's pizza. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. We hit All it right. in the trunk so they couldn't see it. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. Good movie. Okay, I've, pizza. Okay. I've actually never been to a drive-in 
Really? Which is oh. crazy. Um, I mean, you do have them down there, right? Oh yeah. I mean, okay. I was I, gonna say, like, I mean, I know, I know they're like a dying thing. I'm, uh, you know, I have like faint memories of going to one, but I don't know if I just dreamed that or if it was like uh. me just watching footage of a drive-in when I was small and just that being part of my memory. I don't know. I, I don't. I don't. I know. It's as an adult, I've never been. It's fun. It's 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 oh, a yeah. lot of fun. It's cool. But the Mummy is a good movie. God, I love the Mummy. Oh, the Mummy's great. That's the Mummy is my Indiana Jones. Which I don't. It's, think, a, that's, it's a hot. I, don't, take. I think I think it could be a hot take, but no, no, no. It's a, for you know, a certain generation, definitely. Yeah, that's it's great. I mean, and I hold it. I hold those movies up there with, you know, uh, like they're just they're just a fun Indiana Jones type adventure. I love them. Yeah. Oh yeah, I didn't see Indiana Jones until I was you know well into my. Uh, I think it was around tw- yeah, I was probably about twenty years old the first time I fully saw the first Indiana Jones. Oh cool. So you know I don't hold it as as close as. You know, a lot of people, but it's, you know, it's still, you know, Spielberg, so. Yeah, he's pretty oh, yeah. good. He's a <laughs> yeah. good guy. He's a good guy. <laughs> he knows I, what he's doing. I don't know much about Spielberg, but from what I can gather, he's just pretty good. <laughs> You're uh, funny. Yeah, I know. Uh, do, do I ask a question? Is that what we what That's how do? it goes, yes. Okay, good. Uh, Pablo, how about this? Um, what is your favorite... Uh, movie genre. Favorite movie genre, uh, probably horror. Horror, horror. horror. My man. Yeah. Horror, yes, definitely. Yeah. And uh, yeah. what would be your one, your favorite, or one of your favorite horror movies? One of my favorite horror movies, um, In the Mouth of Madness. Oh yes, it's great, great, yes. and it's super underseen. But it's the real question is, do you read Sutter Kane? <laughs> I do. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Oh, yeah. I think it need, more people need to see it. Yeah, it's it's a movie I've only seen once, but that ending has stuck with me yeah, for, well, it's, for, uh, for so long. Coming to Scream Factory uh, in a few weeks. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yes. Can't wait to pick that up. Yeah, I try to put it on all the time, and my brother refuses to watch it to, to this day because <laughs> it's just the the you know the, 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 the uh, scene where. The guy's riding down the, the highway with on the bike. Just yes. okay. terrifying. Um, hey, Matt, what about I you? Have, I have one more. What, me? Favorite horror movie? Yeah, yeah we, I think I remember now. We usually go around and see what everybody yeah, else um, answers. Halloween. No, okay. Wait, let's go back. Is your favorite genre? No, let's go back. Is your favorite genre horror? Yes. Okay. <laughs> Oh, without and, a doubt. Okay, for sure. Uh, I just want to establish that for listeners. Uh, just a, just a, just a reassurance that, yes, horror is Matt's favorite. And then your favorite is? Halloween. Okay, good. Yeah. That's <clears throat> a very good movie. It's good. It's good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was like, yeah, uh, yeah. I enjoy it. <laughs> uh, top ten Matt right there. As for me, what is my favorite genre? I mean, I like the spy genre. I, I love it, and uh, you know I, it's hard for me to pick a favorite. You know, uh, recent favorites of mine are the Mission Impossible movies. I They're pretty cool. Can I get get enough of those? So I enjoy those. Those are also pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> in term and in terms of action and spy, you know, you can't go wrong with Rogue Nation. So um, it's it's amazing. It's an amazing movie that's 
plays better and better each time I see it. So, all right. Matt, did you have another question? I have one more question. One more. Uh, I would, uh, if Pablo doesn't mind, uh, tell us about the event you organized recently. Oh, yes. So we had a, um, we organized a Stop Ice rally here in my city. I totally uh, approve of this. So it's, uh, we're in Fort Wayne. It's the second biggest city here in Indiana. So we organized a, uh, we started a, a, a caucus, uh, Latino Democrats of Allen County, which is basically a caucus to represent the Latinos in our county, which is the third largest one in Indiana. So we organized this rally. We had a few different, um, uh, state representatives and those who are running for office in November come out and speak, uh, spoke in front of our courthouse, talked about the issue, you know, mostly to um, raise awareness on the issue, call for change, and then to show Latinos in our city, um, you know, that there's, there are people standing behind them. So we had a pretty good response. We had uh, a little over 300 people show nice. up which was uh, good. Um, it rained, so I think if the weather had been a little bit better, um, we would have a had a larger crowd but still with everybody who came out it was it was great um this is the it's the fourth rally i've organized since november 2016 and this is uh by far the 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 most latinos i've ever seen at one so that was super exciting that's fantastic i mean i've told you this but you're really doing awesome work uh really awesome stuff yeah, no, thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah, I mean, we still have a you know a long way to go, as you yeah. can see. But you know, uh, Pablo, you're amazing. Uh, I mean, yeah, you're you're doing the work that doing the Lord's work, yeah, doing the <laughs> Lord's work. Um, and again, if there's another, if there's something else I want to get through with with this final episode, is uh, I could go, you know, fuck off. So that's, yes, yes, uh, yes. We're yes. Rare. I can emphasize that. Yeah, we can all stand <laughs> behind that. We can all agree on that. So, thank you. So, wow, what what a segment! That was a that was a great last segment of. I would say he's been gotten to known. Yes, he's been gotten to known. Yes, so. that's, a, that's a sentence. <laughs> so, nice. do I pass? Am I not a, a robot? No, <laughs> you're a uh, you're a real human. Full fledged. Uh, great. Full fledged. <laughs> uh, we I, we're already running behind. I know the show. I. I I, I, I can already see we're running behind. I mean, you said we, we were going to do a classic hay kiss. <laughs> of course, we're always running behind. So why, why don't we do this? Um, Pablo, uh, tell us about the one movie, uh, a movie you saw recently, and, and then we'll say goodbye to you because we have so many more guests. Uh, and it's not like we want to let you go. But no, no, I understand. Yeah, it's, it's just a huge show. Busy, busy, busy. Uh, before you go, yes, uh, tell us about one movie you saw recently. All right, so um, I took advantage of my movie pass and I went and saw <laughs> Superfly a few nights ago. Um, it's the new movie by Director X. It's the remake of the. Uh, it's the 1972 black exploitation film. I've always wanted to see the original. Yes, I haven't seen the original. Um, the new one, it it was fine. Yeah, yeah. it was fine. Which I I wanted to love it. I you know I saw the previews and I really wanted to love it. I think it could have been a lot better. Um, I just I don't think uh, they they got the right director behind it. Well, apparently they finished making it like two months ago. <laughs> really, that it shows. I mean, I, I, I first saw the trailer for this a week before it came out. 
It was really weird. Uh, it, it looks nice, like visually, I guess. Uh, I'll definitely be seeing it when it comes out uh, eventually, but I don't even think it's playing by me anymore. Yeah, it's surprising it's still playing near me. Um, they think, uh, it, I think it's been here for, I don't know when it came out, about two weeks ago. But yeah, it's, uh, I mean, some of it looks nice. I think in particular the, the action sequences are, uh, they're very poorly done. Oh, wow, wow. Yeah, so, you know, I was hoping for a massive crime epic. Uh, I've seen a, a few reviewers um, say it's uh, the best remake since Scarface. Which interesting. I'm guessing they haven't seen a lot of remakes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I did. I I do know that. I mean, the original. It's been on my list for a long time. I mean, I've seen some of the big heavy hitters of black exploitation uh, cinema, just not Superfly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Coffee Shaft. They're you know great. Shaft, Shaft, Foxy Brown. I mean, those were like staples. Those are oof. Shaft is awesome. <laughs> Oh yeah, they're great. It's got a great cast too. I mean, it's got Jason Mitchell, who you know, straight out of Compton and um, like Detroit. So yeah, he was. Yeah. It's got a really good cast. It's just and it's somewhere down the line, they just uh, maybe they run out of a budget because <laughs> because about halfway through, they just we got to wrap this up. So that's it. Kind of goes down the line too quick. Yeah, that's superfly, not so fly. Yeah, but it's enjoyable. You know, it's got a it's got a good uh it's got a good soundtrack. It's um you know, got good actors behind it. It's 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 what it you know, aspires to be. Yeah, and I'm glad your brat movie passed up cuz we we couldn't go through this episode without bringing that up. Um Of course. I mean, it's 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 one it Superfly is one movie that I'm I I feel like I'm going to see before it leaves theaters cuz I have a movie pass and it seems like the right type of movie to watch with a movie pass. Um that along with Gotti. So. Gotta get Gotti. Oh yes, I need to see it. I uh, I actually read a. Uh, I read it's not as bad as everyone's saying it is. Uh, I, mean, I for one am a troll behind a keyboard. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> that's a reference. That's a reference <laughs> to that to that bizarre marketing campaign. My goodness. Wow. Yeah, okay. that's. Uh, so, I mean, it made me want to see it. So. <laughs> they're they're good at their jobs. Um, they, have you have you seen those like uh, those those blurb those. Those re- review blurbs that the Twitter account's been posting. I think yes. one of them Travolta is like, somehow manages <laughs> <laughs> somehow manages to give a good performance. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, uh, anyway, but yes, Gotti. It's too bad. Hey, Cass is ending. I would have loved to come back and talk about Gotti, but uh, oh, you'll hear my thoughts on Gotti. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, that's a tease. All right, it is. Pablo, it's been great. Uh, oh, before we go, obviously. Plugs, Pablo. Yes. Uh, where can the people listening find you online? You can find me on uh, Twitter. It's uh, at I'm Pablo underscore I underscore right. I made that like six years ago. So <laughs> probably longer actually. So, But uh, mostly on Twitter. You can see everything I say on there. Awesome. Awesome. And I have to say thank you for listening to Hey What You're Watching. And I think you listen to other podcasts on the network on Talk From Society. Um, and you also donate to our Patreon, Pablo. So you're, I mean, if there was one person that I, I was like, I kind of, I got to get this guy on for this episode, it was you. It was like, I, like you were my first thoughts. It's like, let's, let's get him on because 
there's anybody who I want to talk to on a podcast, it was you, Pablo. So thank you so much. Thank you. Well, thank you very much for that. Yeah, yeah. You know, love the website. You know, you guys are doing great. Everybody behind it. It's one of my favorite websites. I visit it pretty pretty regularly. You know, keep up on Twitter. So keep up the awesome oh, work. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> look forward to all the other stuff you guys are going to do in the future. All right. Thank you, Pablo. Uh, it, it's 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 been it's been a joy. And yeah, I thank thank you so much. I, I I'm sure either me or Matt or me and Matt on something else in the future will have you on on a future episode of a podcast. So so thanks, mm-hmm. Pablo. Thank you. I'd uh, love to do that. All right. All right. Take care. All Bye. You too. Bye-bye. All right. Uh, Matt and I are still here. We're saying goodbye to Pablo. Uh, Pablo I've, is, um, he's certified good people. Yes, he's good people. Um, like, really, really, really good good guy. <laughs> he's really good. Uh, I, I just realized I've never done this before in terms of podcasting. Uh, Adding someone into the call? Yeah. So, I'm about to bring in our next guest. Uh, you may know this guest as a previous guest of... Hey, what you watching? Um, well, 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 you obviously know who it is, Matt, right? I have a list in front of me. <laughs> you know, I was, uh, I was, uh, go- I was planning on making this like a surprise, kind of like a. See, it, if it was, if you were going to make it a surprise, you didn't tell me. You should have gotten uh, someone that I hate. You know, so, <laughs> um, oh man. I, I know somebody who I could have brought and in. And I would have hung up <laughs> immediately and let you finish it on your own. Oh, man. That would have been awful. Something. That <laughs> no, it would have been awful. I no. would have been very angry. But no, I, I you know what? You know, as, as we bring this next person in. Oh, actually, okay. He's ready. Here we go. Oh, you, you know what? You introduce the guest, Matt. You do it. A certified good people. One of the coolest people I know. Andrew Isla. How are you, sir? Pretty good. I was like just pretending to be like waiting behind a curtain there. I didn't want to say anything. I thought we were trying to keep up a fiction that we're like on a stage. Ooh, <laughs> seamless transition. I love it. Um, How the heck are you, sir? Pretty good. How have you been? I've been okay. Uh, a little upset that you know, Haycast is ending, but yeah. I'm also hopeful for the future with what I have in planned. <laughs> yeah, and it's 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 uh it's nice that you get to do this uh little celebration here. This is good. Yeah, it's fun. It's fun. I get to bring back all my friends. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I I asked Matt, "Hey Matt, who uh who did you enjoy having on Hey What You Watching?" He gave me a list, and on that list was Andrew, and I'm like, "I know Andrew." <laughs> yes. <laughs> I, I I know you do. Yes. <laughs> so I sent him a DM and, "Hey, we're here." Um, I couldn't get everybody on the list, Matt. I don't want to say oh, who else was on that list. Oh, no, it's fine. But, uh, but hey, uh, we have more uh, of your favorites, Matt. But you up. did get everyone You did get everyone I listed, at least. Wait, everybody who I Which could. Which is cool. Well, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Obviously. Yeah. Okay, so, Andrew, uh, let's just, just jump into it, okay? Um, you know what? You know, me and Matt haven't talked about what we watched. Let's, let's get one of those out of the way. Matt. Oh, boy. What's a movie you've watched recently? Can I start with a kind of dud? Let's start with a dud. All right, Star Trek Generations. Oh, boy. From 1994. Um, Okay, this movie, I loved it when I was a kid. Because when I was a kid, it was my first introduction to Star Trek. Now, Now, I find all of these next generation characters, minus Picard, to be insufferable. Oh, um, I do not like Data. Uh, he's very annoying, and I don't know how he has become famous 
like like a famous character that people like. Uh, maybe I'll learn to love these characters uh, as I go through the whole series and everything. But oof, no, I'm good. I'm, I'm good at this moment in my life. Uh, give me the original crew or give me nothing. Uh, that's that's my take on this. And uh, really don't like what they did to Kirk in this. They really had him go out in a really bad way. Did not care for it. Spoilers for a 25-year-old movie, but sorry, everyone. Kirk dies. Oh, boy. Um, well, first off, I'll say, Matt, thank you. Uh, this, is what, this is what I was trying to say to you last episode, I think. Yeah, um, you were. I'm not I mean, I mean Riker is a very good-looking human being. He's sure. very handsome. Yeah. He's very handsome. Uh, I was talking to a friend of Talk Film Society. He also writes for us. Uh, uh, David, uh, except when he shaves. <laughs> <laughs> when he shaves his beard. Oh, boy, he's not that good-looking. Uh, Andrew, have you seen this movie? I actually haven't. Um, oh, I'm sorry. I, Spoiler. No, <laughs> I mean, I knew. I think I knew that. I mean, I knew that was the one that has both of them because that yes. makes it famous. Um, for several years now, I've been meaning to like just do a big, you know, Star Trek adventure and just like catch up and watch everything because that's gonna that's gonna be how I insist on doing it. I think is just watch all of it in as short a time span as possible, which means I keep putting it off. Yeah, yeah. So there's still... Uh, I haven't seen a whole lot of Star Trek. Yeah, I... I, I said Star Wars a second ago, didn't I? I'm sorry, I meant to say Star Trek. Oh, I've boy. seen all of Star Wars. Many times. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I, I had to do that deep dive, because like, I was not fully into Star Trek. Um the, a deep dive. I, I went through all the movies, and yeah, like I said last episode, Matt. Like I'm a huge fan of the original series, the movies, and the show. Yeah, last episode I talked about how I watched the first six movies. Yeah, yeah. and but no, I'm not a huge fan of the Next Generation. Sorry, nobody on that cast really intrigues me. Not even. Well, I guess Patrick Stewart. I guess he does a little, but I'll watch uh, his new show. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They, they, that that news broke, right? Yeah. But, apparently, they're doing a Picard show. He's nice. coming back, and uh, I'll watch it. Sure. Interesting. All right. As long as I don't have to pay ten bucks a month for CBS All Access, whatever the hell that thing is. Matt, you pay whatever they ask. Okay. No, I won't. <laughs> I will wait. Wait and, a long time. And also pay for uh, title. Right. No. <laughs> no, because that album was on Apple Music twelve hours later. That Ugh. was a really bad title exclusive that for. Was. Jay-Z and Beyonce. I mean, hey, subscribe to Tidal and get our new album. And then the next morning I wake up to an email. Hey, it's on Apple Music. Okay, <laughs> cool. Thanks. That's a shame. Good thing uh, I didn't sign up for any free trials or anything. Make up a new email. Uh, I'll buy it when it's on CD. <laughs> <laughs> I'm waiting for the cassette tape. That's, that, that's quality right there. I almost uh, bought a CD this week, but it was too much money. I'm not paying $15 for... 25-year-old Tool album. No, that's a little ridiculous. <laughs> I refuse to do that. No thank you. Speaking of uh, tools, um, <laughs> Andrew is not a tool. He's a nice, genuine person. He is. Uh, and <laughs> Andrew, it's time to ask you, what movie have you watched recently? Um, just a couple nights ago, I had the pleasure of going out to our local 
art house cinema and seeing a 3D revival screening of Creature from the Black Lagoon, which oh my god was a treat uh, presented in the original 3D, but with you know, <gasps> the, with the nice new glasses and the you know the the active you know anaglyph process thing, but you know with the original native 3D photography, oh and man, god. that looked beautiful. Ah, uh, it's the only reason I ever wanted to even like consider buying a 3D TV. Yeah, honestly, this was the biggest... Like, I'm not a big fan of 3D, like, mainly because most of my interaction with it has been, you know... Post-conversions. Modern, yeah, modern blockbusters that just kind of slather it on yeah. to, for better or worse, and it's usually not that interesting to me. But when stuff but, is, like, shot in 3D, it yeah. can be great. It can be, like, mind-blowing. And I think I think black and white really uh, lends itself to 3D a lot better than color. Um I think something about the way the shadows and the the gradients and the the glasses aren't affecting your perception as much of you know color subtleties. It just it looked amazing. It was because um, I've seen I've seen that movie you know many times on on video. Same same. I have the Blu-ray and everything, but seeing it on 3D on a big screen, I really appreciate a lot of shots I didn't before, like the underwater photography where the bubbles are you know in layers and it all has so much depth. Yeah, and everything. Yeah, it looked it just looked so natural. I was I was I was pretty pretty stunned. So if you ever have a chance to see that in three D, whether it's somehow playing near you or if you have a three D TV, get that universal disc. Um they're putting out the um, the legacy collection. They are. Uh, they're finally putting August. it on Blu ray. Yeah. They just announced it. They're gonna do the final uh the that one and the Invisible Man don't have yeah. Blu yeah, yeah. Blu ray legacy collections, but they're finally gonna gonna do that. So which I'm I believe they <laughs> Yeah, I believe that's also the first time the sequels, or one of the sequels is in 3D, and it hasn't been released that way before. I believe so, yes, yeah. So that's pretty neat. Uh, if you are someone who has an opportunity to watch three, 3D movies, definitely do that. It was pretty great. Uh, Marcelo, I think we've discussed this on the movie bef- uh, on the podcast before. You've seen Creature from the Black Lagoon, right? No. <clears throat> oh, okay. Um, I've, I've, I've talked about how I own... The Universal the Monsters yeah. box mm-hmm. set. But I have yet to dig into the big ones. Uh, the other big ones. I think I've only seen Frankenstein, okay. Dra- Dracula, Bride of Frankenstein, but I haven't seen any of the others. And uh, I always I always definitely like those more because I'm more into that sort of spooky, shadowy, gothic castle sensibility. So, yeah. Creature from the Black Lagoon was never, like, my favorite, although I have always liked it. And I and it's always better than you think, in my experience. You know, oh, yes. There's, uh, yeah. there's so, many, so many things like it, like all those creature features of the 50s that are fun, but not very good um, in any measurable way. But this and one's you, fun and good. <laughs> yeah, it's there's a lot of things about it that are, that are surprisingly uh, hold up um, in a way a lot of other things like it don't so uh, it's, it's my fun. favorite monster movie That's period <laughs> uh, i love this movie i watch it a few times a year i really really love creature from the black lagoon it it it's it speaks it speaks to me on on a, on a level that when i was a kid i wouldn't have been able to fathom but nowadays oh yeah this is uh it's terrific <laughs> yeah and i'm missing out I know this. Ah, uh, you, you should see it. Uh, I think I honestly think you'd really like this one. It's it's cool. I mean, the effects are great. That that costume holds up. It still looks great to yeah, this day. When you think of how, like, you know, someone had to swim in that thing, 
mm-hmm. <laughs> and perform. That's crazy. Uh, and it was made in the 50s, which meant, like, you know... It's dangerous. <laughs> yeah, extremely dangerous. There is no air supply for this person. <laughs> and the, uh, the uh, suit was uh, created by uh, Millicent Patrick, who was a Disney animator. And she, yeah. didn't, get, she didn't get credit for, like, 50 years. Um, like, they kept trying to downplay her. And now it's finally, like, getting out that, like, all these, all these pictures of her working on it and how amazing that suit was and it still looks good somehow yeah you know? it still looks great like to this day it still holds up i believe that there's a gill man down there <laughs> yeah like it doesn't look that much different from like you know what doug jones is wearing in shape of water like yes yeah <laughs> there's some cg enhancements on that but otherwise you know it, it doesn't need to look much better than that one in 1954 did yeah i mean there's been basically three great gill men in our time you, you have uh the creature from the black lagoon uh the shape of water and uh the gill man from monster squad which is right ter- terrific looking oh boy mm-hmm. that thing's scary <laughs> uh okay uh again i'm a terrible person you know i i, I know I, you are <laughs> it's fine i i do want to see this in 3d like i know in austin they they played it once i think in 3d um hopefully of course again. they did you live in austin well, well yeah i mean uh, we we can't go by without saying uh, I live in Austin, and I get nice screenings. Mm-hmm. And um, they, I mean, currently at the Paramount Theater in Austin downtown, they're they're playing like the best movies, so, some classic movies like Lawrence of Arabia, two thousand one, all of this stuff, and thirty five millimeter and seventy millimeter. And hey, shut up! Yeah, when I, when I, yeah, when I walked into the theater that night, and the marquee said uh, two thousand one in 70, 70 millimeter and Creature from the Black Lagoon in three D, and I was like, I'm so glad I live close to this place. That's beautiful. <laughs> So, so yeah, so Matt, you have, to, time. you have to live so because like uh, Andrew, you're in oh, where, where, where is it that you live again? Tucson, 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 that's right. And uh, spend all of my time, all of my movie watching time down at the Loft, which is a fantastic little uh, nonprofit independent art house theater that does amazing programming. That's awesome. See, Matt, what you need to do is move to either Tucson or Austin, right uh, on top of it. Or Matt, you know what? Make your own indie theater. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Do it. Oh, I'll get on I, that in a minute. I got a, I got a question. I'm going to get to know Matt Curion here for one question. Oh, boy. Finally, uh, after 100 episodes. I know, right? No one, I'm just this, this mystical character. No one knows who I am. <laughs> Matt, if you were to run a, a theater, an, an indie theater, you know, a, 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 one that plays older films, what would be the first movie you play there? Older films? How old? Whatever you want, Matt. Huh. Damn. Yeah, see, I stumped you. Finally. Yeah, you did. Uh, hmm. I, I, I was trying to think of the word. It's repertory. You know, the, a repertory screening of something, Matt. An older film. We're talking real old? It doesn't have to be that old. <laughs> it's a movie you would like to see on the big screen. Oh, a movie I'd like to see on the big screen. Uh, <laughs> or that you want other people to see on the big screen. Barry Lyndon. There you go. Mm, yeah. That Lyndon. would be uh, really nice on the big screen. That would be cool. That's a good one. Because I haven't seen it, and I'll have to go to your theater to watch this. <laughs> it's a pretty good movie. You should watch that. I will. Uh, what about you, Andrew? Same question. Oh, man. Picking one is hard. Because uh, there's so many, so many things to consider. Uh, or I was, tempted, I was I was tempted I was tempted to say The Shining, but since Matt went with Barry Lyndon, that's <laughs> I'm just loaded up with Kubrick, like the like the pretentious nerds we are. 
Um, I mean, I've, I I I can quickly jump my jump into mine because I got mine. Yeah, what I, would yours be? I want to see the game on the big screen, and I want that would be cool. I want more people to see that too because it's it's a good under, movie. Underrated, uh, Fincher. Um, birthday. Yeah, <laughs> it's a good it's, birthday movie. <laughs> It's one of my favorite movies too. I, I try to watch it on my birthday every year. Uh, although I, that tradition stopped last year because my Blu-ray stopped working. Uh, but yeah, I, I want to see that projected big, and, and I want people to see it on the big screen. So that that's mine off the top of my head. Uh, Andrew, I think Andrew's been stumped. <laughs> <laughs> I have. Uh, I'm just wow. looking at. I'm just looking at my shelves, trying to think of what the best. <laughs> Singular. That's what I did. Because <laughs> I would want it to be something that's like, here's something that's a movie that represents why movies are good. Specifically, yeah. if that's going to be like, you know, that's if it's going to be like a mission statement. I also, I also picked one that I haven't seen on the big screen because I, I could have said, along with Fincher, I could have said Alien 3 or Batman Returns. <laughs> um, but I've seen those on the big screen already. Uh, twice even. Um, it's hard. I don't know. I know I Matt... I would- Oh, go ahead, uh, Andrew. I would let's let's say I'm going to cheat and say I'll do a double feature, and it'd be two movies about movies that are related to each other. And I would I can do take it. Uh, Sunset Boulevard and Mulholland Drive. Yes. Oh, yes. Show those back to back. That'd be a good way to open. Like here's here's what movies do. <laughs> yeah. Here's what we're in store for. Real quick, yeah. uh, we're actually going to take a question from the audience. Oh, hey. Yes, I put out the call earlier today for questions uh, about the for the final episode. And uh, Diego Crespo sends us a question saying, what's your favorite film of the year and why? Also, why does God allow suffering? <laughs> uh, God allows it. suffering because he is unjust and uh, he really doesn't care. Uh, my favorite film of the year is Upgrade. Yeah, uh, I haven't had that much fun in a movie theater in a long time. I think Lee Wannell does a great job setting up a universe uh, that we haven't been introduced to yet. Uh, he really builds on this world uh, throughout. It's got uh, amazing sound design, a great performance by Logan Marshall Green. It is very much my shit uh, when it comes to like body horror and sci-fi. I really dig that combination. And it's just badass. Uh it's it's an awesome movie. I love Upgrade. Marcelo? Uh me, I, I if I had to pick one I'd go with Annihilation. Oh. Uh it's one that I've seen I think about 3 times now and yeah. it's still on still in my head and it speaks to me like uh like few movies do overall. So yeah, Annihilation. That's mine. Uh what about Andrew? Andrew? <laughs> Well, first of all, I want to say hello to Diego and thank him for the question. <laughs> thank you, he's, Diego. He's, he's the online uh, friend I probably disagree with most often, but also <laughs> enjoy talking to at the same time. There it is, yep. Some he's of best. his movie takes I just want to scream, but also I enjoy discussing them with him. He's, he's good people. <laughs> um, I've been really behind on like major new releases in a kind of sad way, like both uh, Annihilation and Upgrade, I would like very much to see, and I still have not gotten around to it. Same with Hereditary. Um, I think I really want to see that, and haven't managed to make it, because... It's good. The Loft keeps playing one-night-only revival showings. Like, how often am I going to get to see... Uh, exactly. Street- how often am I going to see Streets of Fire in 35mm, or oh. uh, Piranha 2 I thought, spawning on a big I screen? I thought you were about to say Street Fighter. 
And then I would have jumped on a plane immediately. I think they have played Street Fighter before. <laughs> oh my actually. god, it was Tuesday. Know, uh, go right? on. <laughs> um, but uh, so yeah, there's a lot of a lot of current movies that I know I'm gonna love and haven't seen. But the um, new release I saw this year that got me most excited was probably November, um, which is an Estonian movie. Um, and it's uh, it, I think it came out last year, but it's just been you know imported, and it got a handful of theatrical screenings, and now it just came out on Blu-ray. So. Um, it is a little more available now if you look for it online. Um, it's a black and white sort of fairy tale uh, morality story. It looks um, it looks a lot like Twin Peaks Part Eight, <laughs> that really stark uh-huh. black and white black okay, and white photography yes. and surreal images, and there's lots of you know shots of just trees looking spooky. Um, it's hard to describe anything that happens in it because it's all very sort of surreal and large swaths of it are vaguely abstract, but it's it's beautiful, so if any of these pretentious words I'm saying appeal to you the way they do to me, uh, seek that out. It's November, which is hard to Google, um, because you just end up looking at the month. Yes. Uh, like <laughs> Best I, I, turkey recipes. When I, was, when I was wondering when it was coming out, I, I typed in November Blu-ray, and I got all these schedules for of course. this year's November Blu-ray releases. <laughs> but um, it's directed by Rainier Sarnet. I think is his name. Uh, cool. Yeah, I gotta look into this. The uh, the U.S. release was distributed by Oscilloscope Laboratories, who do a lot of. Ah. So if you like Google November Oscilloscope or something, uh, it should pop up. But yeah, it was cool. uh, super great, very exciting, very uh, inspirational uh, visual stuff going on that you don't see very often in modern movies. So yeah, get on that. Awesome. See, I don't think I've ever heard of that movie, so you got me there, Andrew. <laughs> November. I really November. want to see this. I'm intrigued. I will see it. I will see yes. it. Awesome. Well, I mean, I think, I think, I think that's it for Andrew. Yeah. Okay. Gosh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, I'm very, very honored that you um, invited me on. I've, I've missed you guys, so this was good, good to catch up. Well, I, I mean, again, like I said, like I started, uh, like I started saying at the beginning of this. Matt gave me a list of his favorite guests, and, I, and Andrew's on there. I'm like, well, of course I have to have Andrew. Well, thank you. Yeah, That's so nice. So, uh, I know. Well, I know how to pick them. <laughs> and and also one of my favorite moments of HeyCast was talking Twin Peaks with you, Andrew, uh, yes. on the podcast. Of course, I helped edit your Twin Peaks Talk from Society recaps from last year, yes, and I'm, yeah, and, sorry, and we talked on the podcast about them. But yeah. Um, it, it seems to be Twin Peaks. It, well, I'll say this: I haven't stopped. I haven't stopped uh, thinking about Twin Peaks since it ended, <laughs> like almost a year ago. Who has? I know, right? And, and thank you and for yeah. giving me an outlet for all those words that I was gonna say to somebody. So <laughs> might as well put them on the internet. Well, thank you. Because wow, <laughs> um, I I was thinking of just going back and reading through it again and watching the series again, and it's all it's all thanks to you, Andrew. Uh, you you gave me a yeah, just more appreciation of that series. So, well, thank uh, you. But yeah, and go back and listen to that podcast, folks, with with Andrew and me and Matt talking Twin Peaks because we like that show, right? Right, Matt, you like it? It's my favorite TV show of all time. Yes, <laughs> we'll have to, I enjoy it thoroughly. We'll have to find some kind of excuse to record something together this September because now I've, I accidentally was your September guest two years in a row, and I'll, I'll miss it if we don't. Do we got to do it again. Got to do it again. <laughs> what year is it? Okay. Uh, oh. <laughs> hey, before we go, plugs, 
Andrew, where can people listening find you online? Uh, well, I'm on Twitter at Andrew Isla, A-N-D-R-E-W-I-H-L-A, where I talk about movies a lot. Um, I uh, my my big project right now for the year is a animated an animated series titled Obsidian National Forest. Um, that's kind of experimental puppet animation stuff that I'm doing, and I'm putting out a new episode once every two weeks. Um, the third one will be out um, when we're recording this. It's coming up on Monday. I'm not sure when you guys are posting this, but I'm sure it'll be up by then. Um, so, yeah, if you like uh, creepy comedies about owls in a spooky forest, uh, check that out. It's got a you're, website. You're checking off all the boxes. <laughs> ObsidianNationalForest.com is the official website where I put all the episodes, so you can just find it there. Awesome. Thanks. Thank you so much, Andrew. Uh, and now we say goodbye to Andrew, Matt. Uh, Andrew, thank you so much for coming on. Uh, I'm so glad you said you'd be on the final episode of HeyCast. Uh, it means a lot. You're, you're good people. I love means you. A lot. It means a lot to hear that. Thank you. Right. Thanks, Andrew. Uh, goodbye. Uh, this Bye. is the awkward part. <laughs> Bye. Right. Into Bye. the void. Bye. Into the void. <laughs> uh, and as we say goodbye to Andrew, uh, we're going to bring in two more guests here in a bit, Matt. But before we do, Matt. We, we need to take a break real quick. Let's take a break. This okay, I'll be... Yes, on. I know, I know, but I really need to go. I'm I just going to say real quick, let's take a break, and we'll be, we'll be back after this brief musical interlude. Yay, music! Actually, before we go to the next two guests, okay. I want to know about what trash you ate tonight. Oh, that's right. Okay, perfect timing. Okay, before we bring in the guests, and the, and the guests are waiting. <laughs> okay, I, okay. It's, it's been one of the longest running jokes, uh, gags, whatever, conversations here on HeyCast. Pickles. Okay? Pickles, for God's uh, sakes. I thought you were going to say one of the longest running conversations that I eat garbage. <laughs> but tonight, it was you. Sir. It, this is like a, a, a two for one, you know, garbage and pickles. Uh, <laughs> Matt. <laughs> I know who that is. I recognize that giggle anywhere. Wait, he has to be quiet. Um, for Damn now. it. <laughs> so, so Matt likes to eat garbage. Okay, name some of the garbage you've eaten um, and talked about on the podcast, Matt. I'll name something I ate recently. What, what, what is it? What is it? I think I named it a few weeks ago and I had another one. Uh, that naked chicken chalupa. Oh my god! The, the one that it's just—it's basically just like a taco shell made of fried chicken, and it's filled with like lettuce and hot sauce. It's just insane. Except I, I have them add uh, beef or steak to it <laughs> because I feel like it's pointless to have a taco with no filling, like and I don't those, care that the shell is supposed to be the filling. They can go kick rocks. One of those turduckins or something. You're stuffing yeah. different kinds of meat into meat. It's it's unusual. Then, then the woman at the register, like, she gave me a look when I was like, "Can you add beef to that?" And well, she's yeah. like, "She's like, oh yes, you can. Oh, <laughs> that's a good idea. Oh, oh my <laughs> I'm like, god, yes, it is. Damn okay. it. Okay, so that's Matt's final garbage corner. 
What a way to end it with, <laughs> with a shoving, dirty look from the register. Shoving steak in a chicken. Uh, okay, so my <laughs> here's my first and only trip to Garbage Corner. I went to Sonic and got one of their pickle slushies. I hate you so I much. Got it. I actually have not drank any of it. Well, then it's not a slushy anymore. Now it's just like kind of watery, and uh, it's just been sitting here for the last two hours. Um, now the ice, there's some ice in there. There's a little bit of ice. So, I have not had a sip. I'm about to have a sip now. Here. Live. Oh. On the Haycast. So, <laughs> here we go. I'm gonna dive. Right, so, for those who don't know, yes. Uh, good old Sonic, known for their slushies. They were like, hey, let's make a pickle juice flavor. <laughs> they, they can go straight to hell. <laughs> and, oh, and, and when I got this um, from uh, the, 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 the Sonic car hop, she was like, have you tried that she's before? Like, she's like, really? <laughs> <laughs> no, she's like, have you tried that before? I go, no. She goes, it's a very interesting flavor. Um, <laughs> interesting, yes. but if you But if you like pickles, you might like it. So here we go. But live on HeyCast 100, I'm going to sip this pickle juice slush. Here we go. Oh, I can hear it. Oh, wow. Um, okay. Uh, <laughs> this is unusual. Wait, let me take a little bit more. Oh, there's going to be an aftertaste, isn't there? Oh, that. Oh, my God. That's. Woof. I. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Why wasn't this the podcast all along? I don't know how to describe this. Listeners and Matt and guests in the background, it's it's like drinking pickle juice, but without the the sourness of pickle, like dill pickle, but having the aftertaste of the brine and it being a tiny bit sweet. So it's weird. No, I'm good. <laughs> um, Not even once. I'm gonna just put that aside and maybe sip on that later. Um, just add some booze to it or something. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, it, it, it could make for a good like vodka drink if I put some vodka in there. Oh, well, anything's good with vodka. Now my stomach is has a weird sensation, so <laughs> let's let's keep the show rolling. I'm I'm glad I did that, but now I, I regret it, and now I have pickle aftertaste. So um, let's keep going with the show. <laughs> I'm well, you don't have to prove yourself to me. It's fine, <laughs> Matt. I'm doing this for you, Matt. I'm doing this all for you. Uh, it's all, all right. for you, Damien. Let's introduce... Oh, wait, oh, okay, you know, you've guessed one guest, right, Matt? Yes, I already know the one guest, because I, I heard the laughter. Okay, but you should know the other guest, too, because I brought him in at the same time. So, everybody except the last guest is here. So Cool. So, introduce him, Matt. Okay. Uh, hey, we have two returning guests uh, for the final episode. Of hey, what you watching? Uh, first up is uh, one of my good friends, uh, Rocky Juarez. Hello, yes. hi, Rocky. I, I am here. <laughs> okay, and uh, the other is my esteemed confidant, Manish Mether. How are you, sir? Good. How are you doing? I'm doing great. It's oh. been so long since you and I talked, Manish. I mean, I it's only been a few hours. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> you guys talking behind my back? Is that, is that what's going on? We have a lot all, of DMs going on. All oh the time. Oh my gosh. <laughs> uh, actually, well, Manish knows about uh, the new Twitter and Instagram follower that I wanted to mention and give, oh, a, give a hello to. You were uh, teasing that. Why don't you release that information now, Matt? 
Okay, so when I was younger, I used to watch, you know, like, I Love the 80s and all that. Yeah. And a film critic from that just started following me on Twitter and Instagram, and I could, I am overjoyed. Uh, Michael Musto. Okay, sounds familiar. He's, he's a delight. He's a, uh, as Manish knows, he's a classic. A classic. <laughs> He's a classic. Uh, love this guy. Uh, been a fan of his for years. And then when I got that notification, uh, it kind of freaked me out because I'm like, what did I do to deserve this? This is great. Good times. That's tight. Hi, what, Mr. Musto. What, what, what did you do? And do you think he's actually going to listen to this episode? I don't know. He's, he's been liking <laughs> comments of mine and such. So yeah, uh, you got to catch up. You're 100 deep. Yeah. Tell him to go back to episode one. Yeah, okay. Cast. <laughs> You know what? What I should have done is just replay episode one of Haycast and and just have us talk over it. Oh Jesus! No, that's <laughs> a weird experiment that I don't want to be any part of. Uh, hey, let's talk about movies, okay? Can that's, we? That's what we're here to talk about. I'm glad Manish, Rocky, you guys are amazing. You guys are awesome. Uh, eh. <laughs> <laughs> previous guests on podcast, uh, Rocky and I have talked so much in person in real life. Over hey Rocky and I have Aren't our own lucky? Rocky and I have our own DM conversations Matt that we like to do behind your I back believe so. <laughs> I believe it and it's all about pickles all about pickles disgusting I want nothing to do with these DMs wait real quick uh, what do you guys think about pickles Rocky you first I'm all about pickles uh, except for sweet pickles I hate 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 sweet, sweet pickles. pickles are the and, worst and I mean straight up pickles I don't mean like butter tasting pickles or no. like you know like i just need straight up pickles i love pickles like on burgers like i'm down like totally down spears fried pickles bang it like all, all about it but sweet fuck you like hate those <laughs> <laughs> fuck you sweet pickles thank you uh manish what about you uh i like pickles but only cold pickles like i won't i don't like fried pickles but yeah i'm all about those like big jars and like having on a burger and stuff yeah Hell, yes. Thank you. Uh, Matt, of course, does not I like, like cucumbers. <laughs> At least it's the same thing. It's not. <laughs> Matt's like, why are you going to ruin the cucumber? <laughs> Don't ruin the beautiful cucumber. I love it. The I majestic love creation. Yeah. Speaking of majestic creations, Jurassic Park. And yes. Segways. Uh, and also Jurassic World, Fallen Kingdom. Uh, hey, I think this is a movie we've all seen, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I watched all these dinosaur movies this week. Yeah, let's we, we, let's talk about the big one, and then we'll talk about the other dinosaur movies, too. Sure. The other dinosaur movies. <laughs> the like big Tammy one is... and a, the T-Rex. <laughs> Jurassic World, Fallen Kingdom. Um, Matt, why don't you start us off? What did you think about Fallen Kingdom? I really liked it. Um, it builds upon the last one. Uh, it, it tug at my heartstrings pretty well. It has some really dark stuff going on, especially with, you know, like animal trafficking that, you know, shit that happens in real life and it's not, not, not good. It's a bad thing. Uh, I love the haunted mansion with dinosaurs. I think that stuff works really well. Uh, the Indominus Rex, uh, no, the uh, Indoraptor is a, uh, really scary creation, uh, so much so that I had to warn a buddy of mine uh, whose son was excited to see this. I was like, yeah, I might want to hold off. Uh, it might He scares easy, and this might uh, wreck him uh, in an unexpected way. Uh, this movie, it's fun. I like it. I like it a lot. Yeah, um, I'll quickly say, I also like this movie. 
surprisingly. Hey. I and also, hey, I have to say this, um, and we won't start talking about this yet, though. I've, have you watched Jurassic World, the first one? World. And I mean, the fourth one. But, you know, I know what you mean. In this new series, whatever you want to say. I, it's not as bad as I remember. Okay? Which is, you know... That was, that was also my takeaway. I'm worried about myself now. Uh, <laughs> so then I came into Fallen Kingdom, kind of expecting maybe some, you know, something on that same level. But I was like, hey, this is actually better than the last yeah. one. And Spooky. These set design, these set, these uh, set pieces actually work for me, and I love eating, I love seeing businessmen getting eaten, so that's great. Yes, and yes, 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 yeah. I do. And it has some, yeah, like you're saying, man, some some frightening images, and yeah, people really do get eaten, but also really funny images too, horrible ways. Um, yeah, uh, there's there's a really hilarious elevator sequence, and uh, yeah. yes, more of that, please. <laughs> yeah. So yes, so I'm a fan. Controversially so. Um, yes, I like this movie. Uh, what about Manish? What about you? I mean, it's like whatever. Like I just not <laughs> <whatever>. <laughs> like I just like I don't know why, but for some reason I just can't get on board with these like new Jurassic World movies. Like, I mean, I gotta give a shout out to my girl Bryce Dallas. Like, yes. I'm a big fan of hers, um, and I think that she is amazing in everything she does. And I like her a lot in these movies too. Um, at least this movie, they weren't like co- condescending to her or talking down to her the whole time, like in Jurassic World. But uh, I don't know. I just felt like it felt really tedious to me. And like by the time it got to the climax, I was like kind of over it. But like, I mean. Like yeah, like the holding the mansion was really cool, um, and I actually really liked the um, the opening or not the opening scene, but the um, escape from the island, like with like the yes. going underwater and stuff. Like I liked all that. I love the I kid just, in this movie. Uh, that I little, don't, I, I, no, I don't know his name, but he was in the Get Down that Netflix. Oh, series. that guy. Yeah, he's great. He's really funny. Yeah, I was just kind of like, okay, I'm really making fun of someone for not being like a total macho Chris Pratt type. Like, I don't know. Like that that character actually really annoyed me because like this movie is just so basic in terms of like, okay, like of course we're going to introduce Chris Pratt building a house in the middle of nowhere. Like that's, <laughs> I was just like, as soon as, I love like, it. As soon as I knew that they were, like, withholding his introduction, I was like, he's going to be doing something so, like, fake John Wayne. And then, <laughs> lo and behold, he's, like, on some ladder. And I'm just like, okay, I'm over it. But, I mean, it was... I actually I do agree that it was better than Jurassic World. I mean, I think Jurassic World is, like, a, a, like abomination of a movie. But, uh, although I haven't watched it in three years, so maybe I should revisit it. But, yeah, just, like, whatever. It was fine. Like... I'm, you know, my dad and my mom saw it today. My dad texted me. He was like, "Good effects, poor storyline." <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's fair. So my dad is now my new favorite film critic because he was texting <laughs> me because like he and my mom go to like the like senior discount matinees. Yeah. And so now they like love going to the movies since they discovered that. And so they'll like text me their reactions, and it's so yeah. cute. I love it. You need to post these, dude. Yeah, for sure I will. <laughs> So yeah, that's sorry. I don't mean to rain on the parade. It's just oh, no, it's not. no, no, no. We're, we're, I have a feeling we're gonna come back and the rain's gonna go away with Rocky. Rocky, what do you think? Uh, I liked it. I, I walked away shocked at honestly how much I liked it. Um, it looks and moves a lot better than Jurassic World, and um, I like the fact that like um, 
the thing with Jurassic World is this, the, the, the one that came before this, like, it's, I think it's stupid. Uh, the, the plot, everything, it's dumb. But I will always stand by the effects of that film. I think the visual effects are ridiculous, like, good, like, in a very, very good way. Um, but I'm always the defender of CG and practical effects. You know, I'm, I'm always going to go to bat for that. So Jurassic World is full of good effects. Movie stupid as fuck. Um, and it's also, <laughs> it's the first Jurassic Park on steroids. Now, this film, Fallen Kingdom, is basically Lost World almost on steroids. It's yeah, basically yeah. the same plot almost in a weird way. It's like they just, like, you know, swapped it out. Um, a couple things. But I liked looking at it. I actually thought the the energy of the effects were great um like there was a lot of good like reveals in there uh i was i was i was into it just into it it's dumb as rocks you know for sure like i can't even go to bat for that but it looks fine uh it moves fine and again if you want dinosaurs you get a lot of kick-ass dinosaur shit in here yes, and and i think and when i when i say it, it reminds me of lost world is there's that scene in lost world where they're wrangling up all the dinosaurs and you yeah, get this yeah. huge amazing like variety of dinosaurs you like right out the gate you're just like oh shit there's that there's that stegosaurus like oh and you're just kind of freaking out in that regard when the volcano is erupting and they're all running away that's what i mean it's like it's evocative of that you, you're getting that vibe again of like look at all these dinosaurs we fell in love with on this franchise like holy shit they're all running at you at once and again it's it's bananas it's like the whole movie is ridiculous, and uh, that kid is Justice Smith, by the way, the actor you were thinking. Of. Okay, yeah, he he's good. I like him. I thought he was very funny. Like uh, the scream he lets out, all that yes. stuff. <laughs> I, I was I was cool with that. I, I found myself smiling, not, not like really laughing. You know, ah, this guy's great. I was more just like, this is this is working for me. Maybe this, this yeah. dork. Like I, I'm, I'm into this because he knows like everything sucks. He's just like we should not be here, bro. And when he turned <laughs> around as like a lab assistant in that one scene, I literally kind of like chuckled. I, I had to admit, I I was like, yeah. that's ridiculous that he got that deep, you know. But the, <laughs> it, it, the movie the movie's so funny and and stupid. But again, great dinosaur action. I love how it's lit. It's darker. It's moodier. Like especially in the beginning, uh, with the submersible and the reveal of the T Rex and all that good stuff. All that stuff is in the rain and in the dark. But it's well rendered. It's well shot, and it kind of takes a competent director to do that. And that's what's so cool about um, his work in the past is like he tries to do emotional special effect driven films. Like he's really trying to pull at your heartstrings. And, yeah, there's a moment or two in this film where I'm just kind of like, yo, man, like, that would have made me cry if I was, like, at, at vulnerable at that moment. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like th- there was a there's a couple of moments in that film that are like, dude, you, you still got that flair. You know, you still have that. I'm working with effects, but I'm going to try to tug at your heartstrings. Yeah, like, man. I'm really I'm, re- I'm going to try. And again, the film is ridiculous. But there's a couple moments in there that are like, dude. Way to go. You know, way to go. It's light years better than Jurassic World. That's kind of all I'm screaming about. (laughs) Like, it's just a much more entertaining film than the one that preceded it. I mean, what I've been saying is, I mean, a lot of people go into this, uh, and I've noticed online, like, expecting, like, groundbreaking work. Don't do that. (laughs) It's the fifth in a franchise. You know know what I mean? It's it's like, it's like, I have seen people arguing which one's better, this or Jurassic World, and it's kind of like arguing which one's better, Dream Master or Dream Child. It's the it's the same argument over well, and over again. You you say that, Matt, but then and the answer you, to that question is Dream Master <laughs> because <laughs> Rennie Harlan. But you know, fifth movies in the franchise, uh, Fast Five. I haven't I mean, seen it. 
Okay. Let's Yo, just stop. Best, best Five is, is flames. That movie is amazing. Like, the, the Best Five is so good that I wrote about it for you guys. Like, for That's real. Right. Like, yeah. um, It was one of those, like, I don't like this franchise. And then I watched Five and was like, I think I'm wrong about this franchise. <laughs> so like, also, like, uh, Five sorry. is that dope. Rogue Nation is also a number yes. one. Yes. Yeah. It's fine. And is it? Well, now <laughs> it's fine. Far, I guess. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> Matt, it's no continue. ghost proats, but it's fine. Uh, whatever. Um, but, 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 you know, uh, just to kind of piggyback on what Matt was saying and kind of just disagree with him. You know, I, Sweet. There, you know, <laughs> you can always make the fifth or sixth or whatever entry in the franchise, you know, uh, good. You know, I'm not going to say. F- you know, Fallen Kingdom is, I mean, it's not a good entry in the series, but it's entertaining overall. It's well made. You know, I, I dig it, right? But at this point, I'm like, why are we making Jurassic movies? I mean, people it, like dinosaurs. I know, but that's not, that's not a good enough reason. There, I love T Rex. I love my baby girl. She's the yeah. best. As, as much as I'd like. Box office, dude. Like, yeah, it's box office. so much money. She's going to eat that lion. Spoiler. But, <laughs> but, but I mean, yes, dinosaurs, we love dinosaurs in movies, and. It's like it, not as much as I love the Lost World Jurassic Park. Even that is not necessary. Just these movies are just not necessary to me. You know, the, these entries aren't worthy of having the Jurassic in the title. So talking about Jurassic Park three, I get it. <laughs> and and I watched all of these in the last. So week, did I. Every single one. Um, and yeah, I mean, the part of the reason why I like Fallen Kingdom is because it is. Weirdly, so like a beat for beat remake of the Lost World Jurassic Park, <laughs> and and I like it because of that. Um, but hey, nothing can hold a candle to the first one, Jurassic Park, which I think holds the record for most mentions on the Haycast probably, series. Probably, we've yeah. talked about that a lot. Um, it's good. Yeah, it's like it's like the the number one response for getting to know you. Uh, that question. What's yeah, the first, first movie you saw in the theater? Jurassic Park. Jurassic oh, okay. Park. Jurassic Park. What a uh, shock! I mean, we can all agree that that's a classic, right? It's not a controversial statement. No, uh, it's it's important. Even if I even if I hated it, I would acknowledge its importance in pop culture history. I mean, Jurassic Park is a fucking like meteor, like hitting the earth. It's you can't deny its impact. You can't. It's just too good it's it's spielberg proven he's a pop culture juggernaut it's like uh mm-hmm. strong enough to be entertaining as fuck you know and it's actually smart in the sense that like i've always said this about Jurassic park it has the greatest flash it, you know the greatest effects that still hold today but it was smart smart enough to have that conversation at the dinner table where they're discussing the ethics of it all like where everyone's yeah. kicking it back and forth, like should we have done this? And you know, Ian Malcolm's got his banging the fist on the table moment. It's so good. Like all that stuff is important, I think, to the strength of why Jurassic Park is great. Like it's it is pop culture, it is popcorn, but man, they they took the second to just go look. This would be fucked if we did this. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? Like this would be really bad if like we cloned a dino. You know? I like, hope if they we, do. You know, it's crazy. <laughs> it's going to happen. And, and, In a heartbeat. Not to beat on that same jump, but that's kind of what I was saying. It's like it, Jurassic Park 1 has those moments, right? Those smart moments. Like him, uh, Hammond, talking about that flea circus. It's I love that, 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 that dialogue, and you don't get that in any of the sequels. But you I don't. will say that uh, I really like Fallen Kingdom for finally getting us away from the island. Well, yeah. I mean, that happened in The Lost World. 
as well. But like, it seems like there's no going back to the island now. The island's done. Oh, okay. And yeah, not to spoil things, but yeah, I mean, well, you see in the trailer, it, it's the tagline to the movie. The party yeah, is gone. The party is gone. That's not a spoiler at all. It's God literally gone. gone. Yeah, it's the, <laughs> it's the sub tagline. It's in the title. We're good. Yeah. <laughs> You're not killing them. <laughs> I have to say, like, um, I kind of wish there, like, I don't, I'm not sensitive about, like, animal abuse on screen, like, it's, I mean, it's upsetting, of course, but, like, I'm not, it's not, like, a trigger for me, but even I was kind of, like, I wish there were a warning that there was, like, you know, animals being, or the dinosaurs being treated really poorly in that, like, one sequence, like, on that's, the uh, ship. That's animal it trafficking. Was, like, it was really, it was really upsetting. It's, I was... I was it's upset. A disgusting uh, practice. That whole sequence, uh, very, very, I mean, very effective. Like I said, like that was my, I think that's my favorite part. Of, like this whole escape, um, and yeah, you're right. Like the CGI, the effects are great. I mean, I really don't have anything against this movie. Like I just didn't really care for it. Yeah, I've I've seen kind of vitriol online, surprisingly, because I, I I mean I was surprised by how much I like this movie, but people don't like this movie. I know that. Like they hate it. Which cool. I'm like, okay, okay. It's, it's weird to be on the side of the conversation. Uh, and, welcome, and Welcome to my world, Marcelo. I mean, let's not, <laughs> let's not bring up Ragnarok. Let's not. <laughs> hey, let's talk about a good movie I watched this week. <laughs> okay. Oh, is, is that all for the Jurassic movies? Okay, okay. Oh, yeah. I want to I give a quick shout-out to how stupid Jurassic Park 3 is. Um, Ugh, Alan. <laughs> and also, if... Jurassic World Alan. three. If Jurassic World three doesn't have a talking raptor, then I quit. I quit. I'm just going to stop watching <laughs> movies after that. Um, I mean, okay, okay. Just a final question on this, uh, Manish. I mean, the sequels to Jurassic Park. I mean, are you a fan of any of them? Of the Lost World, or well, we've talked about uh, World. I mean, what about the Lost World, Jurassic Park, or Jurassic Park three? Um, I haven't really seen them in a, a long time, to be honest. So. I think that uh, I know I know I like uh, the Lost World of Jurassic Park because a I think that title is like magical, it's a beautiful title. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because it, I'm like, why isn't it the Jurassic Park the Lost World? But I mean, whatever. Um, like I love that title, so I like that movie a lot. Um, Jurassic Park three, I don't know. It's just I barely remember it. It's not Spielberg. <laughs> it's like it's not memorable. It's um who is it? It's the guy who made uh, First Avenger, right? Yeah, and Rocketeer, Joe Johnson. Yeah, so I mean he's I mean he's a great director, but it's just not it's kind of lifeless. Uh, Rocky, Rocky, any hot takes on The Lost World or <laughs> Jurassic Park Three? Eh, like um, I'll say this like um, in the first Jurassic Park, I'll talk about like the set pieces, right? In the first Jurassic Park, the T Rex attack is. Legend, like just e- even with the the funky wall, <laughs> with yeah. the car goes over the wall and all that good stuff. Like that's been pointed out a million times. But I love that set piece and Lost World. I do love the wrangling of the dinosaurs that I mentioned earlier. But I also dig um, the the trailer sequence where oh, the, yeah. the trailer's yes. hanging over the cliff. That's just a phenomenal set piece, dude. Like in a funky, stupid movie. In three. I actually don't remember that much of, of, of it. It's weird. It's like the movie's like an odd blur. Like I remember the pterodactyl sequence kind of. Because it's and, the best scene in the movie. Yeah. And I, rem- I remember like the Spinosaurus fucking up the plane as they were trying to like fly away or whatever. But like I barely remember that movie. I remember the Spinosaurus on fire in the water something like that like again it doesn't yeah, stick. yeah you're, you're naming things that happened in the movie. Yeah. It just yeah, doesn't right. stick for me. And then when it comes to 
Jurassic World, it's like, okay, this is basically the first, you know, film the park, the dinosaurs run amok, okay, whatever, oh, okay, the shit that I know, okay, cool, it looks pretty, you know, and that's kind of where it stops, but this one felt a little smoother, this one just felt, you know, then the latest one just felt a little smoother, so that's my hot takes on it, I, I love <laughs> the set pieces of fucking Jurassic Park, I think cloning a dinosaur is ridiculous <laughs> and like you probably should never do it uh i am actually all with ian malcolm and the chaos theory in this movie like i'm all about that like they they had their shot you know <laughs> and nature selected them you know that whole bit that's what i feel it's like don't bring the dinosaurs back but if you want to bring them back for movies to chop people up and you know make them lose limbs hell yeah i'm all for <laughs> that you know like that's fun like that's cool like why are you complaining about plot it's Dinosaurs should be eating people right now, like you know, or each other. Like, but yeah, I don't know if that's that's my shit on Jurassic Park. One is legend. I mean, I just kind of like a year and a half ago got to see it again on the big screen, and man, does it hold! It's it's a brilliant thing to see loud and big. Is what I'm trying to say. Um, it's a great film. I don't know. That's that's it's my favorite movie going experience of all time. Seeing Jurassic Park on 35 millimeter back like seven years ago. It still holds the candle as number one. Uh, and I'll say this one last thing about Jurassic Park 3 for me. I will never forgive it for making me – because we all have this amnesia apparently for Jurassic Park 3. Um, I sat down and watched it again this past week. And how dare that movie – how dare that movie forget – make me forget that Laura Dern is in it, Jurassic Park 3. I'm like, what? Laura Dern's in this? <laughs> <laughs> I do not get why I forgot she was she, she was in that and she's a crucial role. So – Weird, weird, Joe Johnston. Okay. It's a movie. It's a movie. All right, Matt, you have a, you have another movie you want to talk about? Uh, the Matrix. Let's talk about that real quick. The what's the Matrix? <laughs> uh, it's this movie that the, the Wachowskis put out back in '99, and it's uh, one of the best sci-fi action films ever made. What? <laughs> yeah, crazy, right? Uh, no, I picked up the new 4K disc, and they did a crazy restoration. They uh, did a little better color timing than the old Blu-ray had. And it's basically like watching an all-new movie. Uh, they did some magical, magical work with this. Uh, Rocky, get your eyes on this thing. <laughs> uh, I'm all about it. Like, um, huge Wachowski fan. Huge. Like, Same. I love him. And I remember renting Bound. I probably told the story on a previous cast, but I remember renting Bound and being blown away by that film completely. And thinking to myself, I have to see their next film. Like that. That was just yeah. like a must, a priority. And then it turned out to be The Matrix. So I sat in a theater with two other people. There was nobody at that screening but me and two other souls. Damn. And the three of us got our minds blown. We were just in there like, whoa, like we were freaking out watching this movie. And then, of course, the word of mouth spread and the rest is history. But yes, the first Matrix means a lot to me. It's it's one of those, another, like Jurassic Park, a huge blip in pop culture a huge like movie you know again even if i hated the movie i would sit here and tell you are you kidding me people bought dvd players because yes. of the matrix yeah like they they pushed so much forward for film and how you experience it at home and finding easter eggs and menus and shit like that you know what i mean like it was just it was oh, it yeah. it was just fucking it i was so happy with that leap from the indie bound to this huge like very smart cyberpunk thing you know and um there's a lot of people that call it out for not being original uh and ripping off a lot of things like grant morrison grant morrison comic books and you know things like that but i think 
it is a ripoff of other things, but it's filtered through two minds that give a fuck yeah. and, and yeah, care. Exactly. And, and I think that shows on screen is all I'm saying. So that's my Matrix rant, and I love the Wachowskis. I cannot wait to own the 4K. I just haven't gotten around to it yet. Uh, they have it at Best Buy. It's uh, $18. Yes! Well, I've I've been trying to future-proof some of my collection because I just uh-huh. bought I bought Unsane in 4K. Uh, it's something else in 4K. But no, I'm gonna have to buy that. I also have to get Die Hard in 4K because I want mm-hmm. eventually. I want to eventually get a it 4K TV. It looks really good. Uh, yeah, I, I I've been wanting to see. I talked that. about that a few weeks ago. They, yeah. they did a great job with that one too. Apparently, they had that 4K transfer like done years ago, and they're just wow. not releasing okay. it. So I need to get my eyes on that because I, I I think Die Hard's a pretty good movie. Well, um, bully for them. <laughs> um, what about hey? Manish, what are your thoughts on The Matrix and or The Wachowskis? Um, I mean, The Matrix, I mean, what else can I add besides what yeah. you guys have already said? Like, it's just like, I actually just recently rewatched them when they were on Netflix a while back. And um, I actually became a fan of the second and third ones. I yeah. mean, the second one more so, like, reloaded more so than Revolutions because... That freeway fight, holy shit. Yeah, and it's just like... Um, yeah, I mean, what can I really say? Like, they're great, they're great films. They're great filmmakers. I wish they would go back to like to do something on the scale of Bound again because me too. Uh, because I, I think the problem that they have is that their movies just cost so much, mm-hmm. and they're just like don't really have. I mean, they ha- I think they have mainstream appeal, but it's just that their movies just cost so much that there's no way they could ever make those budgets back and then make a profit. So I think if they go back to doing, like, something for maybe not even, like, $1 million, maybe, like, 20 or $30 million and just do something really slick and low-key, I think that would really win back a lot of their a lot of the goodwill um, that they've kind of... I mean, I don't want to say they squandered it, because I know they have a lot of goodwill still, but the, they... I guess they just need a hit, and I think they they if they go back to bound or even go back to like something like the Matrix, which is like seems very like low budget compared to like Jupiter Ascending and like Speed yeah. Racer. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I I like them a lot. I will probably try to pick up you know the new release if I can, but um, I don't have a 4K TV yet, so I'll probably have to wait for that. Yeah, gotta have the gotta have the display, man. Yeah. <laughs> gotta do it, bro. Gotta, you gotta upgrade. <laughs> upgrade. <laughs> gotta get it in. Um, so, okay, I love the Wachowskis. Me and Rocky actually had like a, what was it, like a two hour discussion on a podcast like years ago about the Wachowskis? Oh, yeah, uh, for sure. We went I, in. Uh, we, yeah, we got in got in deep there, but I, I'm a huge fan of The Matrix, especially, I think I'm an even bigger fan of 2 and 3, because they go places that I didn't expect them to go in a major blockbuster. You know? In 2003, so I re- I just rewatched uh, Reloaded because it was the 15 year anniversary not too long ago, and I was like still blown away. Um, and I, I kind of want to write something for the for Revolutions for the 15th anniversary of that because, man, those were formative times in my young age. And I think it was like sophomore in high school when I saw those in the same year because with the you know the one came out in May one came out in November revolutions yeah I was about to say same year yeah 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 same year that was crazy that was, that was, that was a hell of a time and of course nobody got it nobody did I got it 
Oh man, I, I've been a defender of that trilogy for fucking oh, forever. Yeah. Well, uh, I've, got, I've gotten into so many arguments. I've had people be like, "Dude, two and three are complete shit compared to one." I've gotten into all those conversations. I'm talking on that whole prequels are horrible shit. You know what I mean? Like people were treating it like that. They were just Ooh. like. Like, oh my god, fuck this trilogy, they ruined it. And I'm just kind of like, eh, no. <laughs> like, no. I was like, it's really beautiful. <laughs> like, really good. Like, I don't know. I was literally that dude for, like, years. You know, I still am. Love it. <laughs> oh, I love it. And one of the best moments uh, of movie watching, not to bring up my favorite moments of movie watching, but, well, this is a movie podcast, so I guess it's okay to bring it up. Uh, is it? <laughs> me and Rocky watched The Matrix Trilogy. Uh, a few years ago now, and yeah, th- th- that was a day in a theater. That was a day. Mm-hmm. Oh. Back to back to back. That was great. Um, again, this again, this is this is a podcast where I rub it in uh, for Matt, and I'm sorry, Matt. Yeah, I know. It's, it's, <laughs> God, it's almost over. Classic Matt response. Um, we're running late, guys. So okay, before you think, before we we let our guests go, real quick. Um, Let's let's get a movie from Manish. Manish, what did you see recently? Um, so I've been going through like a uh, Pedro Almodovar kick recently, and like I made a pledge to myself that I'm going to try to watch like all the ones I have missed because I've seen like a maybe like 15 of his films, but I think there's like five or six I've left off. So over, on Friday I, I rented uh, this movie, Flower of My Secret. Which was a really cool movie. I mean, it's about, you know, an artist who, or sorry, a novelist who um, is like going through a troubled marriage and she's like, uh, she's a contract to write like, like um, romantic short stories, but she wants to write like a thriller. And it's kind of about like art versus reality, um, you know, ownership of authors, like things like that. And in his, you know, very like splashy, melodramatic style. Um, it's like a darkly funny, but very can be intense emotionally. So, I mean, a very typical Almodovar film, but uh, yeah, I mean, it was I mean, it was excellent. Yeah, he's one of my favorite directors. You know, he kind of hits all my triggers of the melodrama and big colors, and you know, lots of women, you know, talking about their feelings. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I'm a big fan of it. Yeah, I've got to watch more. Amadovar. I can never pronounce anything correctly. Um, <laughs> Pickles! <laughs> Jesus Pickles. Christ. <laughs> uh, I was actually talking to Manish about this the other day, how I have... Uh, I'm very unfamiliar with this guy's work, but it seems up my alley. So I gotta, I gotta check some stuff out. I think, yeah. I've, I think I've seen Tie Me Up, Tie Me Down. I've, I've seen The Skin you I need, Live In. You need to see Talk to Her. You need to oh. see The Skin I Live In. Uh, okay, like, yeah. Fire. Possibly. Possibly my, my my favorite. I, actually, I've seen a few. So my favorite, I think, is uh, Volver. Right? He, he, he did yeah. that, right? Yeah. Oh, with Penelope Cruz. Oh mm-hmm. my god, I love that movie so much. Ah. Uh, anyway. Jeez. Okay then. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> ah. <laughs> ah. <laughs> anyway. Uh. But yes. Amadovar. Is that? Yep. Yes. He's great. He's yeah. great. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Um. Racky. Okay. I gotta get. I gotta get your reaction on Superfly. We, we we just had Pablo on an hour and a half ago. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, talk about Superfly, but you saw Superfly. You had a different reaction than Pablo, right? Yeah, um, I think the Superfly remake is fantastic. Like, wow, absolutely fantastic. I'm talking to the point of like it's so aware 
of the remake that it is, but it, it, it manages to, it stays modern, but it uses the rules of the past in order to operate. In order to flow correctly, it, it acknowledges the, the film that came before it. It's, oh man, it's just so killer. I'm talking like he busts out Kung Fu at one point to knock some dude out. And it was the best shit ever. It reminded me of like Dolomite, Superfly, of course. Like it reminded me of like it was black exploitation here and now in the Atlanta trap era that's hot right now, that's super fucking hot. And yet it still took the time, the presence of mind to operate like as the old film did. And I was so fucking happy with their choices. I was really in love with the lead. I mean, he's so charismatic, killing it like that whole movie. Uh, it's good. It's just damn, damn good. I think people might feel weird about watching uh, the digital grain of it all. But not to sound obvious, it does look very Michael Mann. It look, in a good way. Uh, it feels like collateral. It feels like Miami Vice. You know, Matt, I made someone faint. <laughs> Matt just woke up. <laughs> Excuse me, <laughs> Michael Mann. I love it. Like, uh, I think the Superfly remake is excellent. Like, um, it goes cool places. Uh, the soundtrack is really cool, re- really smooth. A uh, lot of interesting character choices. Oh, and the final scene of that film, which I won't ruin pretty much made me want to stand up and cheer it's it's amazing like it's freaking amazing to end it on that note especially in this era holy shit like i mean th- that film is smart as hell like it's so smart i'm so in love with superfly i cannot rave about it enough it was i was shocked like Damn. literally shocked like i went in just going like okay i'm gonna i'm gonna try this remake i'm gonna give it a fair shot and was shocked at how smart aware uh, there's the Michael Mann vibe going on for sure, uh, especially with, you know, crime and cops and all mingling together, like kind of shit. Like, it's it's amazing. Like, uh, they did another thing in there that I had to rave about, but I'm kind of having a brain fart right now. But I, I just love the exploitation vibe. It feels like three the hard way or something like that. You know, it just it feels classic, yet it's new and, and just so modern. You know what I'm saying? Like, if, if a younger person went to go see that like a kid that's 20 and under they would be like oh this is cool as hell you know and they probably wouldn't feel the layers that it has yeah but it's amazing that those layers are there like it's still cool enough on a surface level to work as a movie but man like when you pick it apart and really analyze it it's like dude this movie is hot man like whoa (laughs) you know like it's really progressive and smart and aware uh dude there's there's two things that happen in this film that i can't even say out loud because i don't want to spoil it for people you know what i mean so superfly hit me like that like i i really 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 liked this remake big time there you go yeah um i I agree with Rocky a lot. Like, I really like Superfly a lot. It was, like, I, w- I went in just being, like, whatever, I have movie pass. Like, I'm just going to go, like, through this movie because it's playing. And then I was, like, wow, this is actually really good. And I just want to give a shout-out to, like, the costume design because the clothes were so, like, slick and, like, um, like the... Like the rival gang is called uh, what's a, a snow patrol, nope, and they no, dress no. they dress in all this like blinding white. They're like their cars are white. They're like all their furniture is white, and it's just like it has such a distinct look to it. Like costuming, like the production design, the um, 
uh, like lighting and the the camera work, the music. I mean, it was just a really well made, like really good looking movie. And uh, I don't, I'm not that familiar with black exploitation. I've seen like a few of the Pam Greer ones um, after watching Jackie Brown, of course. But um, I mean, I got to go back and watch some of those other and um, Black Dynamite too. Like my like my references to black exploitation are just like the new stuff that's kind of riffing on that. Uh, so I want to go back and watch, like, yeah, like Dolomite and the original Superfly and, and stuff like that. Yeah, do it. Like, there's a lot of beautiful stuff in there because it was just um, a moment in film history that, that definitely happened but kind of needed to happen. Yeah. And you get you get a lot of magical shit out of it, man, like, for real. Like, there's some gems in there, man, like some amazing, amazing films. So JD's Revenge is one of them. Like, that is one of the greatest things I've ever seen. Um yeah, seek seek a lot out. I, I hope you do. Like, there's a lot of good shit in there. Awesome. Now, I, I'm convinced I'm going to see this uh, from these two raves, and I know Matt is going to see this right away. Right? Aren't you, Matt? If it's still playing around here, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I think I might have missed the boat on that. Oh, yeah, because like, it, it didn't do that well. Right? No, it, just... it kind of came and went here in New York. I, mean, yeah. I don't think it's playing anywhere. So. Unfortunate. I think it's still playing here in Austin. I'm going to try to check it out. So. Why don't you do something? Uh, <laughs> every time. Um, well, gentlemen, I think that's the that's the end of the road for Manation Rocky. Um, guys, thanks for being on the final episode of Hey What You Of Watch course. Hey, thank you dude. so much. Yeah, yeah, thanks for having us. 100 episodes. That, that's oh, amazing. crazy, right? You know, that's, that's super cool. Awesome, guys. Congratulations. This is a, I mean, I loved listening to it uh, in the last like, year or so. Yeah, that's 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 one reason. Well, one, you're amazing, Manish. You're a great podcast guest, and also you've been listening to it, right? And yeah. l- let me ask you this: what's what's one of your favorite parts of Hey, what you watching? Jesus, <laughs> <laughs> stroke our egos. <laughs> I mean, I was loved. Well, when you guys are doing the games, I used to love that. I mean, I love games on podcasts. Um, and of course, you know the riddle corner. <laughs> the riddle corner. <laughs> <laughs> the contempt. Yes. Yes. Um, I I love the games. I, I'm sorry we had to stop them, but uh, I mean I I have a game loaded up now, but like we're running so late with our next yeah. guests. Um, yeah. Ma- ma- maybe next time we'll have a podcast like a special with just games. I think I, I think I pitched this yeah. to Matt like, maybe a few weeks ago. Yeah, I can't remember. Yeah, I can't, can't remember if it was like on or off mic, but like maybe in the future it'll just be nothing but games. So you'll be the first guest, Manish. Um, yeah. But yes, I was trying to lead you in, Manish, to saying Jeremy. I was going to bring in Jeremy, but we'll, we'll, I we'll, mean, we'll, I can't <laughs> talk about Jeremy. I'm so sad. We, yeah, we'll, we'll we'll save that Jeremy's for later. Dead. I, him. <laughs> I love Jeremy. Uh, he might possibly make a comeback in the last twenty minutes of this episode, but um, <laughs> okay. We got we, we, we got to say goodbye. Oh, before we go, Manish Rocky, uh, plugs. Uh, Rocky, you go first. Where can, where can people listening find you online? Uh, they can find me on Twitter, uh, Rocky War Ants, uh, R O C K I E W A R A N T Z, and um, I'm mainly hot there. I post it on Instagram every now and then, but I'm mainly a Twitter junkie, and I talk to you there. Awesome, uh, Manish. Yeah, you can follow me on Twitter at the Manish eighty nine T H E M A N I S H eighty nine, and also on Letterboxd. Um, I've been actually much more active on there recently, so check out my dumb reviews there. <laughs> awesome, <laughs> awesome. Well, again, 
thanks guys it's been a blast and i'm sure we'll talk to you again on another podcast right matt <laughs> yes <laughs> yes uh, uh, right. rocky thank you so much yeah man much love uh rocky mow your lawn damn it <laughs> Inside joke. i'm never gonna let that go <laughs> all right guys y'all be safe all right goodbye bye bye and as we say goodbye to them matt do we need to take one last break yeah i need to pee okay so we'll be back with our final segment of this final episode of hey what you watching from break hey um what a great show so far matt i've been having fun oh it's been it's like going down memory lane with like the best people and meeting new friends with pablo um but hey you know what um you're so humble matt this is that's a a good song um i'm actually going to segue into a letter written to us by a fan of the show (gasps) and he starts here that was great, Matt. You're so humble. It says you're in a Marcelo Segway voice. <laughs> oh, so this is a listener. Okay, I yeah. hope. It goes, Hey there, Matt, Marcelo, and Jeremy. It's your pal, Jesse. Go oh, dra- hey! At Jurassic Griffin. Hey! Uh, I've been listening since the beginning, and although I've fallen behind, I still consider myself an avid listener to Hey, What You Watching? I never got the chance to be on, and I did ask him. I asked him to be on, but he couldn't be on. Uh, He goes, but I asked, but I was asked to share, uh, but I was asked to share in the final episode festivities. So here it goes. I asked him to write in. So this is what he wrote. This is supposed to be a segue from a movie to movie. So he goes, hey, that was in 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 my voice. That was great, Matt. You're so humble. (laughs) Uh, Speaking (laughs) speaking of being so humble, I watched Pop Star Never Stop. Never Stopping. Hey, good movie. This is a movie he watched recently. It is without a doubt the best comedy of 2016. Uh, it tells the story of Connor for real, a pop star who was re- who is releasing his second album after leaving his hit musical group, The Style Boys. Uh, Andy Samberg plays Connor uh, while his Lonely Island bandmates fill out The Style Boys as Kid Contract and Kid Brain, aka Owen and Lawrence. Uh, so the music throughout Popstar is great. It complements the movie perfectly. Every song has its place, adding to the story as much to the soundtrack. The Lonely Island captured the character of Connor perfectly in the lyrics of each song, trying to be meaningful, uh, trying to be an everyman, but failing at every turn. The songs are listenable and entertaining. Uh, though, it was, it, though it was believable that the other characters in the movie would think they were bad, they're actually pretty good. It's easy to understand how people would dislike uh, these songs are find them offensive. They're catchy and fun, so it makes a great listen. So yeah, um, let's see. And here, Jesse, sorry, I'm going to cut out the part where you talk about pitching a podcast to me. <laughs> <laughs> let's skip to the end. As as for the future of this specific podcast, I've been told that this is the end. Uh, it's been a good ride, fellas. I've been I've been 
uh, I've enjoyed listening to you guys talk about movies you've been watching. I wish it could go on. All good things must come to an end, though. Congratulations uh-huh. on 100 episodes. It says here in parentheses, please release the missing ones. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be sitting over here waiting for the Matt and Jeremy Hour, the newest TFS podcast. Thanks, guys. <laughs> that will never happen. But, uh, Jesse, thank you. Uh, it's I love having a listener that you know actually seems to care. It's nice. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, um, you're and, a good guy. And, of course, you can find him at Jurassic Griffin on Twitter. Yes. Um, but, yes, thank you, Jesse. I know, like, we joked on this podcast that, like, I mean, there was a point when, well, I think at this point we are still releasing like, so many podcasts every week. You know, yes. Yeah. We have Spielberg. We have this. We have... Sam's new Keanu podcast. So, you know, for people wanting to catch up on our podcast, you got so much to catch up on, you know, if you listen to everything else. So you might be behind. And, and Jesse is a few months behind, I think, at this point. So it's good that he's still catching up. And I know he's been a, an avid listener. So it's been a joke on this podcast that he won't listen to this episode until he won't listen to the new ones until like, what's today? June? Like December. So yeah. <laughs> hopefully by Christmas time. He'll be all cut up on all 100 episodes. So thank you, Jesse. You're Our guest is restarting his uh, Skype. So yeah, yeah, we have a guest waiting in the wings. The final guest of the show. Uh, hopefully, uh, he can he can jump on. Um, hey, uh, actually, maybe there's a maybe there's somebody who can step in for the final guest. Uh, is that who's knocking at the door? Do you, do you hear that? It's a. I hear it's a very pretentious knock. Oh, it's a very pre- oh my gosh! Oh wow! I have to step back from the mic. It's it's Jeremy. Oh, Jeremy. Hello, <sighs> hello, Jeremy. Hi, Matthew. How are you doing? I'm well. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. Are you? I am. I feel okay. I feel nothing. I know. I know. I know. <laughs> I, I don't. I I the only feelings I feel uh, are when somebody says that Hereditary is a horror movie. Oh yes, yes. And I go no, 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 no. I scream in their face, no, because Hereditary is a, an elevated thriller. Ah yes, yes. Of course it is. You pretentious bastard. It would be a disservice to the film to call it. A horror movie. <laughs> I, I don't even like saying the word horror. Ooh, horror. No, uh, uh, horror movies aren't aren't acclaimed movies. Matt Curry. No, of course not. No, 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 no. Why would they be? Can you name a horror movie that's actually good? I, 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 I on the top of my head, I can name a bunch. But uh, you do you. Name name one, Matt Curry. On Silence of the Lambs. It's in your precious Criterion collection, isn't it, Jeremy? But that's not horror. That's a thriller. That's, oh, okay. That's no, 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 no. I so, win. Uh, <laughs> so let's get down to brass tacks. What pretentious Tarkovsky bullshit have you watched recently? Well, I, I I'm just on my twentieth rewatch of Stalker. Oh, I would uh, rather uh, not do that. <laughs> um, you know, but I, I pause that. Uh, I rarely pause anything. Matt, because when I start something, I finish it, and I don't move, I don't look at my cell phone, I stare at the screen for however long the movie is, and for a Tarkovsky movie, it's four to five hours, so. <laughs> but, at least it feels like it. But I heard from Marcelo 
that this is the final episode of Hey What You Watching. Yes, and I'm never going to podcast again. <laughs> oh, you're retiring. Yes. Oh, okay. Well, I was going to pitch. I, I was. I overheard my name. Uh, I overheard Marcelo talking about me, and and I, I I do like the idea of a Matt and Jeremy hour. Um, Matt, how do you how would you feel about uh, me and you just podcasting uh, once a week for an hour at a time, talking about the greatest movies of all time? Well, the way the way you you know talk, it would probably be like you know five sentences, and then the hour would be done. Uh, but I mean, hey, um, no, I'm good. No, Matt, I can't convince you to. Sorry, you should have, Jeremy. You should have come to me weeks ago when I was planning my next venture. Oh. Maybe I could have included you, but uh, no, you lose, Matt. You, you, you get nothing. Oh, I get nothing. Well, then what? What's going to happen to me when this show is over? What will happen to me? Into the void with you. <laughs> Into the void. Oh no, I feel myself disappearing. Matt, what is this? Is this a reference to a movie I will never see that everybody likes? What's happening? I don't feel good, Mr. Curion. Oh no, what's happening? No. Uh. Oh god. I've never Matt. snapped my fingers that fast that many times. Jesus. Jeremy. I mean, Jeremy's gone. <laughs> I know oh. it's a shame. Uh, I'll have to wait for, you know, part 2. He just dis- disappeared into the into, into he'll the, be the, into the he'll void. be the one Avenger we don't bring back. <laughs> oh my gosh! What a what what an end to the character character oh, crazy of Jeremy. Oh, what a way to go. Bye bye. Um, so as I think we're continuing to wait for our, our final guest. Uh, I'm not uh, sure. What attempt to add him one more time. Yeah, try to add him one more time. See what happens. And we're back. Hey, Matt. Hello. It's it's for the last time. It's it's uh, it's it's us. For hey, the first time. For the last time. For the last time. Hey, what you watching? The final segment. Um, we were gonna have a guest on for this final segment, but hey, it wouldn't be hey what you watching if we didn't have a technical malfunction. Skype is a wonderful product. <laughs> uh, they really do great work over there. Oh boy. No, they don't. Um. I know in the future, for whenever I podcast, I'm still going to use Skype, but I, I think, Matt, you're going to have a... Mm-hmm. You, you, you might have a change of pace, right? You won't... Uh, you're damn right. <laughs> Anything yeah. but Skype. How many times has it been where we have... 75 out of 100. <laughs> uh, where we had a guest and just either, either the Skype wasn't working on their end and we couldn't connect them in or something's not something's out of date or something yeah i so. lied 76 out of 100 <laughs> 76 out of 100 Ugh. yeah it's uh anyway but hey it's us for the final time it's just us so here we movies. go movies so now more than ever let's talk about the, the final movies here yeah uh, you saw a documentary oh, yeah. that i am very interested in seeing well I mean, bring your tissues. That's, yeah, please, I cry during the trailer. It's, oh boy. I did not expect to get as emotional as I did. Then again, I also cried during the Star is Born trailer, but go on. (laughs) Won't you be my neighbor, Matt? Mm. Won't you be my neighbor? I'd love to. Um, Imagine that, if we were neighbors. Jesus. Oh boy. I have to change my locks. Um, (laughs) I'd totally be the Kramer in that situation. Or maybe you would be. Who knows? Let's, I am the one with shelf space. Let's make that happen. Um, 
So, Fred Rogers. My upstairs neighbor just moved out if you want to move in real quick. <laughs> I'm on my way. You, you might have an opening. <laughs> <laughs> um, Fred Rogers, of course, the star creator of Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood. Yes, um, a staple of my childhood. Me too, of, of a lot of people's childhood. Uh, this documentary takes you through the life, through... It, it mostly focuses on uh, Fred Rogers' uh Mr. Rogers Neighborhood Show, you know, um, and if you don't, if if you're kind of for some reason unaware of of him and what he did, you this definitely inform you on how important that show was and still is. Um, uh, of course, Fred Rogers passed away yeah, a few years ago, and he and he uh, stopped producing that show in the early two thousands. I think in in the year two thousand. And yeah, it it's like a massive. It's it's something that's been missing in society. Somebody a, 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 a as pure as him. Yeah, a, a host as pure and with a good message to teach children. Not well, children and also adults. You know, be nice to each other. Okay, uh, try not to make anybody else's life a living hell. Okay, uh, break down those walls. Bring people in. Um. Yeah, uh, that's that was Mr. Fred. That was Fred Rogers' message, and and this documentary definitely delivers that, and will make you. I need to see this. Will make you cry. Um, Not playing by me, of course, but uh, yeah, I need to see it. Hopefully, it'll hit streaming service soon. VOD in the streaming service, but yeah, it's definitely one of the best documentaries of the year. Uh, gives a lot of insight and stuff I didn't know about Fred Rogers. And again, like I grew up watching him on PBS, and uh, I, did you know? Here's one little fact: Did you know he tried to spin off and have his own adult-themed kind of Mr. Rogers TV no, show? No, I didn't. What? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it, it briefly t- it briefly touches on that, and hmm. they they show some footage from that show. It wasn't successful, obviously, um, but man, I mean, he tried he tried to go for it. He he really tried to expand himself. Um, but in his heart of hearts, he his he was at his best when he did the children's show, and yeah. So I recommend it. Obviously, please go see this documentary. And again, uh, I didn't expect to cry, and I, 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 I a little tear came out. I was I was that I was that into it. So there you go. Won't you be my neighbor? Won't you? Yeah, I need it. I I would if I could. <laughs> Oh, what about you, Matt? Have you seen anything that's pretty good? Well, real quick, you t- you saw you rewatched Xander Cage because it's oh. very on brand for you. We're we're reaching the on brandness of the show. I was like, hey, I need to watch something to talk about on the last Haycast. What is a uh, <laughs> what what has been a recent staple in my life? That is Triple X: Return of Xander Cage. <sighs> you haven't seen this yet, have you, Matt? Sitting on my shelf. Oh my gosh. It, you gotta see it. You should see it. It, it looks is, silly. It is super silly. I like silly. You know I, me. Come I, on, we've been doing this a while. You know I like silly things. This we actually mentioned it seemingly an hour ago at this point. Uh, we mentioned Fast Five on the show, and this feels like the Fast Five of the Triple X franchise. Um, meaning that the last few entries weren't that great. They were. Well, especially the Triple X franchise, but man, I've only seen the second one, and that one is 
That's the one with Ice Cube. Yeah, that was an Ice Cube. It was not very good. No. It was really stupid. But, but like, bad stupid. In in Return of Xander Cage, it's it's fun, uh, well-made, stupid. Good. I've talked about the show on the, on the past A-cast. Uh, jet, jet ski motorcycles. Please. Yes, please. And the action is, is stupid and insane. Tony Collette is in there for some reason. Um, this is DJ Caruso's best movie. Uh, Vin Diesel is Vin Diesel. It's like he knew the Fast and Furious franchise was getting out of his grasp because of The Rock. So he's like, you know what? I'll just reboot my other franchise and <laughs> and make it just as fun as like the... the and bless the, his heart. Yeah, the, the last few entries of Fast and Furious. But yeah, I want five sequels of this with this cast uh, Ruby Rose uh, Deepaka Patkun I don't know how to pronounce that I'm sorry Donnie Yen sure. Tony Ja ah oh, what a cast it's it's a, it's a beautiful movie Return of Xander Cage um, I will praise this until no end and I'm glad I mentioned it on the final hey cast Matt oh, I'm getting emotional oh what a ride alright so that's me since we're on brand yeah, uh, I revisited our old friend Michael Mann this week. Who's it? Uh, he's this really good director. You might have heard of him. Okay. He made a movie called Heat. That's Ooh. pretty good. Yeah. Uh, no, I watched Public Enemies. Nice. This week. Uh, and of course, as I was watching it, uh, that horrendous Rolling Stone article came oh, out. Oh, God. I, I haven't... Oh, God. I haven't... Yo, I don't know how someone becomes such a train wreck. That is a... It's a... Oof. I've, Good lord. I've yet but, to read uh, that, but... Yeah, oof. Um, well, he's... Well, now we know why there's all these pirate movies, because someone has to pay the bills. <laughs> uh, I think one of my favorite anecdotes was... Um, so whoever he's suing claimed that he spent, like, $4,000 a month on wine. Holy shit. And he goes, how dare you? It was much more than that. <laughs> I'm like, oh, wow. Okay, good for you. Uh, but no, I love Public Enemies. It's one of my favorite of Michael Mann's films. I think uh, I've talked about it on the show before, obviously, but I think it's really inventive that he chose to shoot the 30s uh, using digital. Uh, most people take that as an affront <laughs> to like aesthetic choices, but I think it's just gorgeous. I, I love every choice he made in this. The cast is terrific. Uh, Mann's storytelling is really on point. And I've said this numerous times, but it's always nice when Depp gives a fuck about the movie that he's in. Uh, and you can clearly tell that he cared about this role as John Dillinger. I mean, it's one of his best performances. Is up there with, like, Ed Wood for me. Uh, I think he's really fantastic in, in this movie. I love it. I love him in this. I love Marianne Cotillard. Uh, Christian Bale's really good. Uh, I really like... Um, uh, Billy Crudup as J. Edgar Hoover. I thought he was terrific. Uh, even Channing Tatum shows up in an early performance as um, as another gangster. Uh, it's good. I really love Public Enemies. Uh, it's a top five man for me. I know a lot of people uh, would disagree with that. Um, but yeah, no, I, I dig it. I dig it a lot. It's 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 good. I, I have not seen this in a long time, but I remember it fondly. Um I'm a I'm a big fan of Christian Bale playing against Johnny Depp in this. He's quite good in this. Yeah. Uh, and speaking of how on brand uh, Michael Mann is for me, uh, this is not ha- this has to do with a different Michael Mann movie. But uh, a couple uh, coworkers and I were talking about the Chris's of Hollywood. 
Yeah. And I forgot Chris Hemsworth's name, and I called him Chris Hathaway. <laughs> well. And they were like, uh, what? Who? I was like, oh, Hemsworth. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, Yeah. You've just created another Chris. Yeah, I know. Chris Hathaway, the black hat hacker. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the Chris's. Uh, yeah, Public Enemies is awesome. It's very, very good. I will watch it again soon enough, I think. I s- what I- is... Oh, go on. I said... Oh, I was gonna, just going to say how much of a shithead Johnny Depp is, but... Uh, uh, well, yeah, he, he can be pretty shitty. I will forego that. I will, you know, try to try to push that aside and try to watch Public Enemies. I'll just focus on the good. Uh, Marianne Cotillard, I forgot she was in that. Uh, She's quite good in this movie. There you go. Okay, moving on. Matt, you're going to segue... What is Don't Worry He Won't Get Far on Foot or something? Yes. Real quick, I'll say this. So, Don't Worry He Won't Get Far on Foot. Uh, it's a film by Gus Van Sant. Uh, Interesting. Yeah, it stars Joaquin Phoenix. Joaquin. Joaquin Phoenix. He plays John Callahan, uh, an artist, real life artist. This is based on true events. Um, this artist, uh, he ends up in a drunk driving accident. He is, uh, he becomes a paraplegic. Oh, jeez. Oh, sorry, a quadriplegic. And, yeah, he has to overcome being an alcoholic, overcome being kind of a you know, scumbag. And in doing so, he makes friends and starts life as, a, as an artist. So Nice. It, it you know it kind of is what you'd expect with a Gus Van Sant biopic. Uh, with, okay. You know, but Joaquin Phoenix gives a good performance. I'm looking this up. I like the cast: Jonah Hill, Rooney Mara, Jack Black. How's Jack Black in this? He's really good. Yeah, I mean he's he can be really really good, can he? Uh, when he tries, even in okay, let's see, Bernie. That's amazing. My favorite of his School of Rock. Actually, no, I'm sorry, I lied. My favorite performance of his is King Kong. King Kong. Uh, he was just in Jumanji we'll 2. Donate, we'll, we'll donate all the proceeds to his family. He <laughs> says that about, like, six different crew members that get killed by dinosaurs. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but he's really good in this. It's, he is not in it as much as you'd think, for, uh, or as much as I'd want, but he's, he, plays, yeah, he plays a really. crucial role in this. Uh, even Jonah Hill gives a pretty good performance i believe it he's yeah. got talent there's there's enough in there that kept me invested and and nice made me care about john callahan and made me aware of his work because i wasn't too aware of this true life artist working yeah i gotta check this out but it's yeah. gonna be on amazon prime soon i know that yeah it's amazon prime movie and by the time this comes out it might be out in selected theaters but I would. I mean, it's not. It's not like a high praise recommend, but it's. It's yeah. a. You know, what's uh, what? What I think is going to happen is Joaquin Phoenix is going to get nominated for this and not get non- nominated for You Were Never Really Here, which is his. I still need to see that. That's his best performance of the year. Um, it's like one of those situations uh, in terms of Oscars hmm. getting nominated for the wrong movie. You know, a- I can see that. A la DiCaprio and Blood Diamond. Um, yeah. 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 Yeah, but, but yeah, I, I again not a high recommend, but a you know it's good. You know, nice. Yeah, I gotta see it. You'll get it. Yeah. So there you go. Don't worry. All right. You won't get far on foot. Uh, short story. I recently got back into Metallica. What? 
after many years away, and it was actually sparked by your conversation about how they're playing. Uh, are, are they playing uh, Austin City Limits or something this year? Yes. Yeah, that's that's what sparked this whole whole thing. And I was like, I'm going to listen to all of their albums, uh, starting at the beginning with Kill 'Em All. And this brought me to be what to watch the 2013 film Metallica Through the Never, which nice. is really awesome. Uh, they basically made their own uh, song remains the same from Led Zeppelin, where it's you know Led Zeppelin put on a great concert at Madison Square Garden, but then they also filmed like these weird fantasy sequences uh-huh. uh, starring each of the members. It, this is a little different from that, but it's the same kind of vibe. Uh, Dane DeHaan plays a roadie for Metallica, and at the beginning of their concert, uh, which is a kick-ass show, by the way, uh, he gets sent out to you know go pick something up for the band, and then everything that happens to him in the real world, like outside of the stadium, is influenced by the songs that are, that are playing uh-huh. on stage. So it's basically like an extended music video where like uh, you know they'll be singing about. Uh, Metallica does fuel off of their Reload album, and then, you know, uh, Dane DeHaan gets into a car accident, because that song's all about cars. Like, it's really surreal stuff that's going on. I really dug it. It's it's cool. It's, it's really, really great, and uh, I like this band again. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was able to make it through 90% of their albums. Uh, one album I had to skip through constantly, because it is god-awful, and I don't think I'll ever listen to it again. Uh, and that's Saint Anger. That is a really bad, bad album. Uh, from just the way it sounds, uh, lyrically, it's just, uh, it's not good. It's very bad. I don't, I don't like that album. It's, it's poop. <laughs> um, I never got. I hear to... the docu- I hear the documentary is good. The Some Kind of Monster documentary, but uh, uh, no, that album is uh, shit. I never got into Metallica. The only Metallica thing I'm, I think I may have heard and enjoyed was that... Well, maybe not even enjoyed, but I heard more of than I should have, is that uh, Mission Impossible 2 Metallica song, right? They did that? Rest in peace, Napster. <laughs> of course, they were, they were dicks. Yeah, talking actually, uh, actually, no, I look back on that as uh, a thankful thing. Uh, it was the without them killing Napster, you wouldn't have the iTunes Store, you wouldn't have streaming music. Are we? Uh, are we better kind off of, though with that? I think we are. Uh, ease of access to music is a is a great thing, and without it, I probably wouldn't listen to music anymore. Just destroy the system is my is my point, Matt. As yeah, you- sure. <laughs> oh, they 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 couldn't save the record industry as it was though, so. No, no, it was no, dying. No, it was dying anyway. But anyway, as long as it killed Napster and made Justin Timberlake sad in the Social Network, I'm happy. This is a discussion for Hey, what you listening to? Our new Hey, what you listening? Spinoff podcast that we're announcing. Nope. Right? Okay. Um, <laughs> so, okay, that was Metallica. Now, what's Skip Trace? Oh, okay, real quick, Skip Trace. Real quick, what is this? Johnny Knoxville, Jackie Chan, in a Randy Harlan movie. <laughs> sure, why not? Uh, this is on Netflix right now, as of this recording. I happened to skip through it. Skip through it. 2016. This is recent. Yeah, I happened to. I was browsing Netflix and I was like, "Hey, let me give this a shot," because I I did just watch Action Point like what three weeks ago, and I was like, "Oof." I, I heard somebody mention this, comparing this to Action Point, in that this this was the selling point. 
this person said, hey, action point's not good. What's good is skip trace because Jackie Chan uses Johnny Knoxville uh, in in stunts the way in a smarter way than action point. The way that you'd want to see him used. So I'm like, hmm. I was intrigued that I saw this. And I'm like, okay, this is not bad. Okay. It's like Midnight Run but with Johnny Knoxville and Jackie Chan an older Jackie Chan sure I kind of wish they had made this movie like 15 years ago um, when they were both more in huge yeah, yeah. yeah more in shape and huge it would have been like rush hour level damn uh, alright but no even so Jackie Chan still does most of his own stunts still shows off and Johnny Knoxville gets the shit ki- gets the shit kicked out of him and is good thrown around like a puppet He's good at it. Yeah, he's good. I, I love the moments where Jackie Chan just kind of just tosses him around and throws him into people. Uh, and you see Knoxville really get hit. So, yes, he's utilized well in this. And the story's... Again, the story's okay. I mean, it's, I have just added this to my Netflix queue. Again, it's the... It's Midnight Run, but, you know, slightly dumber. Not slightly. Pretty dumb. Uh, but with two good charismatic action stars and hey not bad I say Rennie Harlan cool Rennie Harlan he, he can do action pretty well yeah good job he's Rennie pretty Harlan. good at action good. you know I, I, I would the, not the, I, the, I, his I movies might not be all that great but hey no the action's usually pretty good yeah it's not that bad so yeah a, a nice surprise on Netflix so there you go skip trace nice I recommend it. If you're a fan of Jackie Chan and Johnny Knoxville, you'll, you'll get kicked out of this. Nice. I gotta okay. check it out. There. All right. We're coming down the wire. We only have two movies left. Oh, my God. Can you feel it? Can you feel the end coming? You know what? We're going to save your movie for last. Oh, that'll be the last one? Okay. All right. All right. All right. Last night, I decided to even more so stay on brand, uh, or as the kids say, go back on my bullshit. I watched The Counselor. Uh, oh, from 2013, yes. directed by Ridley Scott, my favorite filmmaker. You all know this. I know this. Uh, Marcelo knows this. The dog knows this. Um, I love this movie. Uh, it has uh, jumped up in my estimation now. It is top three Ridley Scott for me. It is so off-putting and so nihilistic and so filled with hate and just so bleak that it is just right in my wheelhouse. I, I love this thing. I've said it on the show before, but I mean, I've read the screenplay for this thing numerous times. It's that good. I love it. I love Cormac McCarthy. He's one of my favorite authors, and just to have him working with one of my with with my favorite filmmaker is like just a match made in heaven. I love Cameron Diaz in this movie. I still can't believe that an executive saw that scene. And we all know the scene, and was like, "Yeah, you can put that in your movie." Oh, okay, sure, Ridley. Do whatever the hell you want. Uh, We don't care anymore. This movie is wild. It is buck wild from start to finish. Uh, It starts with uh, Michael Fassbender uh, going down on Penelope Cruz, and it ends not like that. Uh, (laughs) It starts... This movie's happy for, like, two minutes, and then it's just like... Uh, it's like a Coen Brothers movie on Overdrive, where like just bad things happen to people constantly, forever and always. And not to mention, hey, it's really good looking. This is a pretty movie. 
Uh, I love uh, the color choices in this movie. There's one scene where Fassbender and Javier Bardem are having a conversation in front of like a purple background, uh-huh. and it's just so visually striking. Uh, I was I had run into the kitchen real quick, and I forgot to hit pause. And then I kind of turned around and saw that, and I was like, uh, the kitchen can wait. I, I got to check out the rest of this scene because it's just so damn good looking. I love this movie, and I know a lot of people just loathe this movie. And uh, that's cool. Good for you. I love it. <laughs> yeah. Still have not seen the theatrical cut, by the way. Yeah, because I think um, Fastbender going down on cruise, if, I, if I'm if i right, I think that's only in the extended cut. Wow, okay, because that's the first line in the, in the script. That's like the first page of the script. Yeah. That's, uh, that script kicks off with a bang. Yeah, because I don't think I've seen that version yet. I think I've only seen like the opening. Because um, the, the extended adds about uh, 25 minutes. It's, oh boy, oh, oh, it's good. I'm a huge fan of the theatrical cut, so I need to watch the extended cut. Uh, I do love that movie. God, it's so, like, like everything you just said. It's grim. It's so so grim, so dark. Just Grim with a capital G. Somebody, Jesus. Somebody had memed out, um, I won't spoil it, but somebody, well, people die in the movie, and they, they mentioned one spoiler um, one character. I, getting, I know exactly what you're talking about. Uh, with uh, what, what you, like uh, that uh, little contraption. Yeah, it's like a bolo. Yeah, yeah. Thing. And I've I, I've never seen anybody meme that, and that was the first time ever, and only time, just that once. And I'm like, holy shit! You need to find that meme and send it. To me. <laughs> uh, but yeah, the, that's another thing I love about this movie. Everything is foreshadowed. Yeah. Literally everything that happens in this movie comes up in earlier conversation and. For most movies, it would not work, but that's how Cormac McCarthy writes a story, and holy crap, it works so well in this movie. It's it's stellar. One of my favorite Ridley Scott movies. Um, same, same. That's a lot coming from me. It's up there. I just had a, I had a conversation with somebody a few days ago about Ridley Scott, actually. And, and it wasn't me? I brought up, yeah, brought up your name. Blasphemy. <laughs> oh, God, you name-dropped me? Yeah. Ugh. <laughs> I feel but, weird. Uh, I brought up Black Rain, uh, as usual, because I love Black it's Rain. It's a good movie. Good movie. It's like top five Ridley Scott for me, which is insane, okay. I know. Uh, what, what is your top five, by the way, Ridley Scott? I have this saved up. I have uh, my ranking of Ridley Scott. Hold on a second. Hold on. I'm going to look up mine. I, no, I don't think I have mine saved. I've only seen 16 of his films. I still need to see a, a bunch more. You haven't seen that 19... Was it 18... That year one, eighteen seventy. Fourteen ninety two. I have not seen that. No. Fourteen ninety two. Real quickly, off the top of my head, I'll say Alien, then Blade Runner, then Kingdom of Heaven, then Black Rain, and then maybe the Council. Nice. I think. I think that's what it's okay. Okay. My you? top five would be uh, Alien, okay. uh, Blade Runner, The Counselor, Gladiator, and Kingdom of Heaven. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Roadshow director's cut only. Yes, yes. For absolutely. Kingdom of Heaven, need to specify. There's no other way to see that. But uh, Black Rain's at number eight for me right now. Yeah, yeah, because I think you tweeted that out and I saw that. I was like, I wonder, yeah. wonder where he puts Black Rain. And it's pretty high up there, <laughs> I think. It's in the top ten, yeah. Yeah. Most people don't like that movie. Yeah, that's weird, because that's a good movie. It's really good. One of my favorites. I'm crazy for thinking that's one of my favorite Scott movies. It's so damn good. <sighs> speaking of good. No, speaking of great. Speaking of great. 
Okay. This is it. Gonna end on this. My f- are we actually gonna talk about my favorite film of 2007? Oh, and what a year that was. I don't blame you for picking this. This is actually my, maybe my third favorite. And it's still one of my favorite movies of all time. One of my favorite movies. Um, it's right outside my all-time top ten. It, it's up there. If I made like a top 25, it's in there. Oh, I have... I'll, I'll, I'll send you the list. I actually have a... Um, a personal canon list that I made. I tried. I, every time I tried to do one of those, I just fail. I can't. With the disclaimer that there's no real order outside of the top ten. Yeah, I, I can't order them. I can't do it. It's hard for me. But no. Oh, I ordered my ten. It's fun. Michael Clayton. Yes. Michael Clayton. You're so fucked. You don't even know it. <laughs> so it was like twelve midnight, and I was like, oh, maybe I'll see one more movie tonight. And then I was like, maybe, can I make it through Michael Clayton? That's what I told myself. One of my favorite yeah. movies of all time. Watched, watched the first two minutes. I'm like, well, I'm in. I'm seeing this all, seeing this right. all the way through. Uh, it took me at least two rewatches to solidify this as a favorite of mine. Because I started off, first watch, kind of hating this movie. Um, and wow, then, okay. I don't know why I saw it again. Maybe because I saw people, you know, say they really like it. I saw it again, and I was like, "Oh, this is good." Then I saw it again. I was like, "Oh, this is really great." Good. Yeah. <laughs> and then now, after so many years, I'm like, "Yeah, this is one of my favorites ever." Um, I love it. It's real good. It. Feels, Everyone is good in it. <laughs> it feels like a throwback. Uh, it's very purpose. Yeah. It's purposeful to have Sidney Pollock in the cast because it feels like love something. him in this feels like something. he also has one of my favorite line deliveries of the movie uh, when he looks at George Clooney and says when'd you get so fucking sensitive <laughs> <laughs> I say that to people all the time they get angry <laughs> I this is a moment in history when Tony Ger- Tony Gerwer was incredible since then his brother has pretty much taken that that lead yeah but no T- Tony Tony Gerwer coming off the Bourne movies directed this it, yeah it's just like feature debut right I believe so yes yeah uh, yeah he directed three movies he's directed this Born Legacy and Duplicity yeah this is one of the best directors and Rogue One depending on who you talk yeah. to this is one of the best directorial <laughs> debuts ever and then after that he's like yeah um, he's like I'll do whatever it's fine <laughs> but yeah oh god George Clooney my favorite George Clooney performance and the same, yeah. Uh, you got Tilda Swinton. She won the Oscar for this. Uh, Tom Wilkinson. He should have won this, the Oscar for this. This bread. You gotta try this bread. <laughs> <laughs> that moment in the alleyway when he's talking to, yeah. to, to Michael. Me and my buddy Johnny quote this movie to each other all the time. Uh, we saw this opening weekend. Uh-huh. Uh, we both had basically no idea what it was. But we were like, hey, George Clooney's a lawyer. Let's go see this. It looks pretty cool. And I remember walking out of the theater, and he looks at me and goes, that was a nice surprise. <laughs> that was really good. And then to this day, over ten years later, like, he'll still, he'll still, like, text me randomly and go, you gotta try this bread. <laughs> like, you know, like, like, we just talk this movie all the time. It's, oh, God, it's so good. Yeah, I, I love it. Um, so, yeah, this is one of my favorites ever. I'm glad I saw this this week to talk about it on this show because it's wonderful it really is I think I've said this so many times on the show or any other podcast if you haven't seen this 
check it out. Please okay. see Michael Clayton. See Michael Clayton. Um, yeah, you may have seen it, and you were like me the first time I saw it. Didn't like it. See it again. Okay. Yeah, definitely reevaluate this because it, it's quite good. It's one. Um, it's one of those perfect. Hey, would you watch? It's a movies? perfect thing. It's a perfect thing. Like, hey, yeah, watch this movie. Okay. Like, even everything about this movie is great. Even the way they introduce Tilda Swinton's character, like constantly rehearsing. Yeah, she's always on in this movie. She's never not on. It's ah, oh, boy. Oh boy, good movie. Oh boy, yeah, but yeah, um, Michael Clayton. Uh, that, that that's it, really. Final. And that's our final movie oh, that we discuss yeah. on on Haycast. Wow, what what an end! Um, but we do have one more listener question. Okay, that I want to have us both answer. Okay, here we go. Uh, friend of the show, former guest Ed Bauman. Yeah, good guy. Uh, he asks, and this is a really good question. What movie best represents your individual worldviews? <laughs> individual worldviews. That's a tough question. Uh, I've been thinking of mine. I've been thinking of my answer. What's your answer? <sighs> Possibly Cloud Atlas. Okay. Okay. Uh, life is a mess. You know, uh, you never know who you're going to meet uh, going through, you know your life and it basically it represents it's how I feel like if you try and you you know to to quote another another thing Arrested Development if you put your head down you power through it <laughs> you can make things happen and, and, and just just like uh, just like this podcast where you know I put my head down I powered through I insisted you do a show with me <laughs> you forced me to and, do a show yes and, and eventually you know we became really good friends and we did a hundred Frickin' episodes. It's really, it's, it's, yeah, that's my answer for Ed's question. That's a tough question. Um, a movie that captures my worldview? Right? I don't even know. It, it might be Michael Clayton, actually. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I might just cheat and say Michael Clayton. Because I'll, I'll say this, because, yeah, I'm kind of like you. The world is shit. The world's shit. The world can be a huge mess, but if you make a connection, it's all worth it. And that's what I take away every time I watch Cloud Atlas. And yeah, it's a movie that's constantly on my mind. Yeah, it's 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 like going back to Michael Clayton. Like he he knows the world is is shit. He's part of it too. Uh, yeah, his life is a complete mess, which I can relate to. Um, but he makes. He makes good out of it. No, he doesn't. Yeah. yeah, he does good. Well, he does. Yeah. One moment in his entire miserable life, he does one good thing. Okay, may not may not absolve him of the whole thing, but he sees the system as corrupt as it is, and he does one good thing. So, yeah. uh, again, it, it's it's a lesson. So, if you see, you see the world is one fucked up thing, try mm. to do one good thing. May it may not help. You in the long run, but if you keep doing it, maybe it will. I don't know. So that's one thing that I just thought of just now. And also, I can't think of any other movie at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> maybe like Wrath of Khan. That's good too. But no, I'll say Michael Clayton. Because <sighs> yeah, oh boy. Um, yeah. Any other questions, Matt? That's all we have. That's all we have. That's all we have. I think that's all I have. No more notes. No more appearances by Jeremy. Um, that's it. How do we want to end this show? 
for I it. I want to give a thanks. I want to give a thank to every guest we ever had. Every single uh, guest. It's been pretty cool uh, getting to know you, um, finding out what people are watching. Um, yeah, this has been a great experience for me. And I can't wait to come back to your ears. Yeah. You this summer. You don't want to announce what it is yet, right? Let's keep going. Let's keep going. Um, I'd like to hear it. I'll say some final words. So, um, I, I, I did I did do some preparation. I joke, right? I was like, uh, earlier in the show, I was like, I don't even know how these segments go anymore. But I did listen back to a few episodes. I, I wrote down what we used to do when we were on a roll there recording episodes once a week, releasing them once a week, kind of. How to be young. Um, with the segments and everything. And some more prep work I did, which may seem ridiculous, is uh, I rewatched um, some final episodes of talk shows. Uh, okay, I, yeah. I rewatched The Last Letterman Show. I rewatched some of uh, The Last Conan Show when he was on... The Tonight Show. Okay. Yeah. Uh, um, and yeah, you know, just the last Carson show is very good. I watched, if you ever get a chance watched, to watch that, I watched some of that. Um, and again, I don't want to say we're on that level. <laughs> I just wanted some inspiration. Like how? Yeah. How do we? How do we leave this show? A hundred episodes. Um, and yeah, I was like, let's bring on some of our favorite guests. Uh, let's bring on a new guest. Let's bring on. Well, let's do what we've always done, and just talk about movies. And I think we did that with this episode. And I'm proud of the run. Happy you and I did this. And yeah, um, glad you convinced me all those years ago. <laughs> and uh, it comes to a point, you know, in a show when you know one of the hosts sits down and talks to the audience. And uh, this is my part where I just talk to the audience. Uh, yeah, we've done a hundred of these. We haven't released every single one, but for for anybody who's listened to every single one that we've released, thank you. Okay, it means a lot that you enjoyed it, that you've listened through even this episode all the way through, because this is a, the longest episode we've ever done. Um, just thank worth you. it. Thank you. <laughs> that, that that's all I say. And yeah, we're not going to stop podcasting, but we're just going to stop this podcast for now. Um, thank you, thank you, thank you. So yeah, thank you, Matt. And the guests. Thank you, Marcelo. This has been wonderful. Yes, thank you. Um, thank the guests, everybody. Just want to say thank you. And now I will talk to the audience. Okay, talk to the audience. You guys suck. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, I'm uh, trying not to get emotional here. I really had a great time uh, basically coming into your life every week to, you know, just... And you listen to my stupid opinions uh, my general buffoonery. Um, I can't thank you guys enough. Uh, this has been one of my favorite experiences in my entire life. I mean, I had always heard about podcasting, you know, and I was like, that seems weird. Uh, but then it just came to me like, this is something I can do. I can, I can talk about what I've been watching, you know? I mean, you can do it, Marcelo. It's, it's fun. It's fun to just, you know, champion movies that you know maybe people haven't even heard of uh people haven't seen maybe it's a movie that you know someone wanted to see but they had it in the back of their head and they forgot the name of it and then we would talk about it and they'd go oh that's the one i've been wanting to see for a while i just to be able to do this week after week uh it's been an honor and a privilege and i 
can't thank you enough, Marcelo. I can't thank the listeners enough. I can't thank uh, Talk Film Society enough for giving me the opportunity to do that. It's It's been quite a ride. And uh, the Hey What You Watching ship has sailed after 100 episodes. But you haven't heard the last of me. Oh. And, um, and maybe you'll join me one morning at a matinee. Podcasting, and again, I, I, I emphasize this. We're not going to stop podcasting. No. We've actually got to finish Spielberg 3333 33 at this point. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that. I got that. Um, but it's just it's the end of this chapter. It's been so much fun, this podcast. Um, but yeah, we're just going to keep on going, keep on growing, keep on making podcasts. So, uh, And hopefully we'll find time to be on each other's episodes on whatever we do next. So That'd be cool. Yeah, so there you go. What I run 100. Um, yeah, that's it. I mean, Matt, uh, we're not the catchphrase yet, but any other final words? Nothing. Nothing. No, no, no. I got this nothing. Is, this is this has been fun. It's been fun. Uh, so, with that, plugs. We got to do plugs one last time. <laughs> uh, fine. One final time. Matt, where can the people listening find you online? I am on every imaginable social media under the name The Real Matt C. Uh, Twitter, Letterboxd, Instagram, Snapchat. Find me. I post random garbage and I have a good time doing it. Yes. Do it. Just because the show is ending does not mean Matt will stop tweeting. It's not the case. <laughs> oh, God, no. As for me, at Marcelo J. Pico on Twitter, talkfilmsociety.com. I'm the editor-in-chief there still. They haven't fired me yet. Um, <laughs> and yeah, podcast, podcast, podcast. I have nothing to tease at this point, really. Um, I kind of want to take a break. <laughs> um, I, I talked to somebody about making a podcast for the summer but we'll see if that happens so yeah so if you listen to this when it comes out you know maybe take this time to listen to the other podcast if you haven't listened to it you know Sam's new podcast Keanu Believe It Keanu Keanu Believe It I can't even say it I love love that name it's a good name Uh, Keanu Believe It Uh, listen to the rest of Spielberg 3333 um, just catch up on everything and then wait for my return sometime in the future. I don't know when yet, actually. So, yeah. Uh, thank you, listeners. Thank you, Matt. Ugh. And hey, Marcelo, don't be a stranger. No. Let's, we won't record it, but we will be hanging out on Skype. I insist. Yes, we'll do that. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll actually hang out like friends and yeah. we don't have to record while, while we talk. No, you just shoot the shit. Yeah. Um, but I might record it anyway and release it. So. Jesus Christ. Because <laughs> I'm a monster. It's a sickness. So, for the last time, it's time for our signature catchphrase. So long, and thanks for all the fish. Thanks for listening, folks, and keep on watching. Oh, yeah, that one. It's a uh-huh. bit...
my back and left the planet is all around you. Despite those nets of tuna fleets, we thought that most of you were sweet, especially tiny tops in your pregnant.